I'm loving it. Why do I why do I do that all the time? I, I say that phrase. I just did. I don't think I usually do that, but I do the all the time. Why is that? Brent? Well, I'm sorry. A lot of people don't realize that you do this podcast from McDonald's every week. Yeah. You call it your apartment, but you know. It is my apartment. Get off I mean, my back, if you, mom. <laughs> if you buy enough Big Macs, you are technically paying rent there. Yeah, know? I think so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just hide down in that playland. <laughs> the thing is, I don't buy anything. I uh, steal fries off of, like, kids' trays and stuff that they haven't finished. Uh, and it is around the play area, basically. I mean, I, I do sleep below that. So, I mean, it's fine. It's an apartment. I mean, you know, it's like you're trying to move up in the world. you got to start somewhere. I started at McDonald's. I don't know why the slide in the McDonald's playland was always so fucking staticky. Well, I mean, I oh, do. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like... Yeah. The hard plastic, <laughs> but like they had these like metal rivets down at the end. I remember always like shocking myself uh, for a while. Like since then, yeah. they've, they've changed it to where they don't have the metal rivets. But man, back in the day, holy shit. Uh, yeah, it seems like somebody put those metal rivets there on purpose just to be like, haha, fuck you kids. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> these kids are going to come out all, all static. He's like, don't yeah. worry, I'll ground them. <laughs> <laughs> I want to, I want that actual conversation to have happened. Don't worry, I'll ground him. <laughs> and that technician, Ronald McDonald. What? Yeah, yeah. I didn't see that coming. He's like Mr. Rogers. He's not what you think he is in real life. You know. Wait, what's Mr. Rogers like in real life? <laughs> There's that uh, that rumor that he was all like tatted up and everything. Oh and, yeah. Uh, and he killed all those people in Vietnam or whatever. Didn't we start that rumor? Uh, no, it, it predated us, actually. Okay, that is actual rumor. But, okay, cool. but uh, we will help spread it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I want to do my part. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the, the two things you can do to, help, to, to play your part in American society is, one, vote, two, spread the rumors about Mr. Rogers. Come on, everybody, get out there. Go vote. Go do these things. Go spread rumors. Yeah. That's what, that's what we need to do. That's what American society is about. Yeah. No. That, so. that and guns. <laughs> Wait. Or no, 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 no. That's not why, that's not, no, that's not my position on that. Never mind. I take that back. I take that back. Uh, but big trucks, right? Am I right? <laughs> hey, speaking of big trucks, we just noticed that uh, Monster Trucks is now available to stream on Amazon <laughs> Prime. <laughs> so if you were had a hankering to watch this movie... That was delayed like a year and a half coming out. So weird. Which is a pretty good sign that the studio is feeling pretty confident. I would say in, so. In his release, you know. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, Monster Trucks, Amazon Prime. Man. Uh, Check it out. Have you checked it out yet? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that movie looks like shit. I heard some reviews after it like started coming out and people were like, who is this movie made for? Like, yeah. who who's wanting to go see this? It's so weird. Like, it's like, uh, apparently there's like parts that are like not really like kid friendly, but it's like obviously a kid's movie. Like that premise is at least. So mm -hmm. it's all kind of weird. I don't know. You, uh, you can tell it's one of those movies where they came up with the title first and then they <laughs> sculpted a, a we'll script it. around it, you know? Yeah. It's like monster trucks, monster trucks. Monster hmm. trucks. There's okay, a monster okay. living in a truck. All right. All right. Right for lunch. Everybody loves cars. Let's do this. Monsters yeah. in there. That's very weird. You know, if anything, though, I would. I usually think that uh, the. It seems like that was the old thing, even though it's it's like a newer movie that they kind of held back for like a year and a half before they released. Because mm. uh, the new thing seems to be like Paramount when they're like, "Hey, we have a really shitty uh, sci-fi movie that we produced. Let's just call it Cloverfield Three and have a just put it on Netflix. Done and done." And, you know. Wait a minute. 
Are you positing that Monster Trucks is part of the Clover universe? <laughs> wait, wait, there could be some validity to that. There actually could. Yeah. And I think I am. It might be better than uh, Cloverfield <laughs> Paradox, actually. It probably, it probably is. Because <laughs> that movie was shit. What if there was a, <sighs> uh, a slusho, like, bobblehead on the dash oh, yeah. of one of the monster trucks? Like, they could later CGI that uh-huh. in. They certainly It'd could. be like, all right, guys, so somebody was found the Easter egg that we put in there. <laughs> be one of those retroactive things, you know? They Well, you know, they already talked about that World War II uh, Cloverfield 4 coming out later this year on Netflix. So I hope that they put that out and they're like, oh, by the way, this is Cloverfield 5. Monster Trucks was Cloverfield 4. You didn't even know it. <laughs> Sticking with the Brent Hibbard promise of uh, mentioning uh, the Fast and Furious franchise on every podcast, the uh, the numbering can get thrown way off. <laughs> but, you know, it's yep. like there, it goes essentially one, two, three, and then people are confused where number four lies. Mm-hmm. But then you have number five and then you have to go back. Yep. And rediscover for yourself <laughs> the Monster Trucks is indeed part of the, uh, the Clover universe, yeah. It's a genius bit of marketing because they put it out there, Monster Trucks, and then nobody went to see it. So they're like, oh, let's put a, a sequel to it and then be like, oh, you need to go watch that prequel. And then people will go watch it. So I think it's actually a planned. This is pretty good. I mean, they do these viral marketing things, so obviously it's working. Jesus Christ, we've cracked it right open. <laughs> now, here's the thing. You didn't expect in the third act of Monster Trucks, I hate to spoil this for everybody, but Uh-oh. when the monster turns out to be Vin Diesel. All right. Now stick with me. <laughs> and it's not even him playing a character. It's just him as an actor. He just like wandered onto set. They, they brought him in in one of those raptor crates from the first Jurassic Park. <laughs> <laughs> they open it up and he just walks out. <laughs> what am I doing here? When you hear your family, is this Olive Garden? <laughs> I gotta be. I gotta admit that was a little, a uh, little bit uh, St- uh, Sylvester Stallone uh, with that Vin Diesel in there, but oh, I approve yeah. yeah. still. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, I think, I think the idea, uh, by the way, that you just posited as well, that they could deliver Vin Diesel uh, a la a raptor <laughs> in Jurassic Park, and now imagine that scene played out with Vin Diesel instead, where he still attacks the guy, and he's like dragging him up and down the door. But it's just fucking Vin Diesel inside. <laughs> I like that. What if they had to do that everywhere he goes to, like, for any, like, film he works on? Like, even the movie we're talking about today, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, yeah. they delivered him to the sound booth. They, like, butted that cage up against the recording booth door and it just <laughs> raised it up. And he just, like, wandered in there. They're like, we used to put the microphones directly inside the crate, but he ate them all. So uh, now we put him on chains and let him out. <laughs> the actual recording mic is behind plexiglass. But it has yeah, the, like, the holes the in holes. it. <laughs> <laughs> he, they just tell him he's at a bank and he has to yep. say this to, uh, to get money out of the, the ATM there. Oh, man. Once again, you heard it here first, folks. We're breaking all, all these connections <laughs> wide open. Monster trucks. Vin Diesel is a raptor. <laughs> Fast and Furious. Show title. <laughs> it's all going to happen. <laughs> Vin Diesel, man. It's, I've been saying it. You know, I've been thinking it, but you've been saying that for years. Vin Diesel's a raptor. It has come to pass. <laughs> uh, I got my uh, little Vin Diesel Funko Pop uh, raptor here. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. All right. Well, uh, I think we're. I think it's official. We're doing it. Uh, what do you say? Definitely. All right. Well, I'm Stephen. 
I'm Brent. Welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff. Yeah. Today's show topic is Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and the inaugural first round of pop culture combat. Woo-woo! Brent, are you excited? Holy shit, I'm so <laughs> excited. I made so many notes. Uh, I was telling you before we started recording that I was up until 2.30 last That's night. Fantastic. Gleefully typing notes. It's yep. uh, it, it almost looks like a... Uh, a, a college presentation oh, that fantastic. I put together. Yep. Uh, I've got a slideshow, uh, several PowerPoint presentations. Uh, excellent. Somehow a uh, a pie line and uh, some other type of grass. Grass? <laughs> like a bar? Graph. Graph. A pie line bar graph? Yeah. Yeah, that guy. They're official, man. I, I am also a business at work, and we use those as well. <laughs> that's your title at work is business i am business <laughs> i am business it actually isn't just business though my title is i am business hi i'm steven i am business <laughs> so that's how you, you introduce yourself to uh, uh prospective clients yep uh-huh. hi there i'm steven i am business i am business <laughs> the thing is people can't refute that they're like wow this guy really knows business and yeah. i'm like yes i do because i am mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you somehow you pull out like Lincoln Logs and start like playing with him and everything. Yeah. It's like, well, this is weird, but I guess he is business, so he I knows mean, what this, he's doing. This guy knows his shit, obviously. So yeah. I don't know what to tell you. He's got the fortitude to build a Lincoln Log <laughs> cabin in front of me. It'd almost so. be like, I can't. What do we, what do I do with that? I can't not. I mean, I gotta let him do that, right? That'd be kind of amazing. <laughs> Plus, Lincoln Logs are awesome, so I'm down with this uh, new meeting plan. That would be. Big. Meetings, if anything, more interesting for me. Oh, for sure, for yeah. sure. Get like some toys uh, in general. Get some uh, like coloring book placemats out there. Oh you know, man, make it fun. Have fun with it. I love you know? the. <laughs> okay, now I really like that idea actually because that wouldn't be allowed. Like Lincoln Logs could potentially be. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I love the idea of just going into like a real fancy business meeting and they're just like coloring book placemats. <laughs> There's just like a, a bucket of crayons in the middle of the, of the, of the table and everybody's just like, yeah, just grab some crayons and just, uh, just color around, you know? Yeah. That would actually keep me like way more intrigued about the meeting. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I find that, uh, like when I do a lot of art stuff, I usually listen to podcasts and uh-huh. I feel like I'm more receptive to listening to what they're saying with my go. like eyes and my hand are, are busy doing something, you yeah. know? So Imagine how many meetings you, it would be a lot more fun uh-huh. to go to those meetings, but uh, you'd probably just end up having more meetings and it would connect everybody and bring <laughs> yeah. everyone together. It would. Yeah. It would be like a botany experience. Everybody would be happy about it. My I think God. this is a new thing. I think we should start. We're, we are on a roll today. We really are, man. I'm feeling really good about it. It can literally only get better from here. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of better, we do have a sponsor on today's show. They're back. So uh, let's go through today's sponsor, Stephen. Yeah. So um, if you recall recently, I believe it was the last episode, um, we had discussed a product, uh, Marl Bureau, uh, mm-hmm. cigarettes for ghosts, and uh, they contacted us and actually uh, wanted to set up an ad, which is really cool. So uh, without further ado, <clears throat> if you're a ghost, but you want to still smoke, Marl Bureau. If you want to ruin your lungs, but you can't because you're a ghost, Marlboro. If you're already dead, then we can't be sued, Marlboro. Marlboro. Cigarettes for ghosts. Oh, my God. That was a really... I'm glad they sent that in. That was a really cool ad. That was, that was incredible. Whoever uh, sang it was gorgeous. <laughs> gorgeous. That voice. 
From Somebody's habits. winning a Tony, uh, possibly a Grammy, <laughs> and certainly an Oscar for that one. Absolutely. <laughs> that was great. Well, that what yeah. a great sponsor. You know, normally Absolutely. I'm not a, a, a fan of cigarettes, but you know what? They're cigarettes for uh, for dead people. Yeah. So they can't hurt them. Yeah. So so, and you're dead. Yeah. You know, yeah. live the life you wish you could live as you're dead. <laughs> <laughs> So um, let's move on to the shout outs. Um, we actually received a yet another email from Sarah. Always dependable, Sarah. Yep. We always appreciate you. your, your emails. Yeah, thank you. Um, she sent us an email uh, regarding a, uh, a podcast that kind of uh, conveyed her feelings about the movie Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I listened to that podcast. You haven't yet. Right. No, I started a new job. So I actually uh, have barely I listened to maybe like two podcasts all last week. So oh, wow. uh, I usually listen to like more than two a day. <laughs> right. That's like, I'm a little behind. So yeah, I, yeah. I would love to though. And I'm curious. We, we talked a little bit about uh, what they said on that episode, but I'm curious to listen to it and then discuss that a little bit next week. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get to it next week. But uh, yeah, thank you, Sarah, for, for sending that in. Yeah. Man, what was the name of that, that podcast? Hold on. I have to look it up real quick because yeah. uh, uh, I'm a psychopath here. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> the, the Incomparable is the name of the, uh-huh. the podcast, and it was uh, episode, I think, 357, mm-hmm. uh, where they talk about uh, Wonder Woman. And uh, I just have to say, the Incomparable's podcast artwork is stellar. Oh, cool. Fantastic. I don't know who designed it, but it looks incredible. So uh, good job on that. Nice. Um, now, one other thing that looks incredible is yet another email that we received from, <laughs> <laughs> from podcast superstar Kent Blue of Roll to Play fame. A few months back, he sent us a uh, an image of Captain America's feet boots from <laughs> Captain America: The First Avenger, and uh, he's sent over a sister photo uh-huh. of um, a a shot of a Velociraptor being worked on in uh, it looks like a Stan Winston's uh-huh. um, studio or something. Studio, yeah. There's two raptors visible. The one in the background is like a fully sculpted raptor. But the one in the foreground, it looks like a raptor, but uh, the, the main difference is it doesn't have feet yet. It doesn't have the, the clawed feet. So instead, somebody put tennis shoes, red tennis shoes on it. <laughs> it's awesome. And, <laughs> it's incredible. So yeah. I'm definitely going to post that to our Twitter and Instagram because it has to be seen yep. to be believed. I was um, cracking up when you when I you, you're like, hey, check out that email that can't sit. <laughs> I just like died <laughs> laughing in my kitchen. <laughs> oh man, it would be funny if uh, some of the raptors in like later Jurassic Park yeah. movies did show up. With those. I, uh, I told you via text is like that's why they're so sneaky. That's how yeah. that uh, how that one snuck up on Muldoon yep. in the first Jurassic Park. You know, see, I imagine it that it's just like a basketball court and like everywhere they go. And it's just like so terrifying. And, you know, towards the end of Jurassic Park, when they're like going around, it's just like, squeak, 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 squeak. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, just imagining raptors play basketball now is really funny to me. So. I was going to say, I can I can see like a raptor just like dribbling a ball <laughs> yeah. and then like slowly like turns its head to look at the to look at the person. Well, honestly, it'd be funny, like. You know, like that part where they're like, they can open doors. Uh, if they were like, they threw a ball at it and it just like started bouncing it. And it's like, oh, okay, cool. And it's just like ball, dribble, 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 hoop. And then instead the, of they can they open doors, yeah. they can be like, they can shoot free throws. <laughs> <laughs> it's an unseen, uh, unseen, un, unfilmed scene from uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, it was scripted. They didn't get it in there. But uh, everybody knows that that basketball Raptor scene was going to be a hit. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
Raptor ball. That's why ball. the uh, there is a basketball team called the Raptors, and yep. I I think they were afraid so, there's going to be some collusion there. So, uh-huh. you know, but Didn't take it out. Yeah, as they say, no collusion. You know, no, no collusion, <laughs> no witch hunt. It's a witch hunt about basketballs and Raptors. <laughs> okay, so now we have a special guest on to talk about an event she just attended. Starting off stellar so far. It's it's great. (laughs) So uh, right now we have my lovely wife Brandy, who attended an event last night, a screening of her favorite movie, along with her mother, for a 40th anniversary. So what movie did you go see? Grease. Hey, Grease is the word. It's the word. Brent's loving it <laughs> so far. Brent is so excited, guys. <laughs> well, uh, she she did get dressed up like, what'd you say, one of the... Pink ladies. Pink ladies. But it was at the end of the movie, right? Like that version of it. Yes. Oh, yeah. nice. All black, black leggings, oh, black shirt, yeah. leather jacket, the high heels. Mm-hmm. The Sexy. Hair, yeah, she looked good. She looked good. And then she left. <laughs> <laughs> did she do what Amanda does, where she looked that good and then came home, and then I'm like, cool. And then, the, like, five minutes later, she comes back out, and it's just, like, makeup's off, hair's in a bun, <laughs> sweatpants on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, because it looks good, but it hurts. <laughs> That's good for, like, all women's fashion, right? It looks good, but it hurts. Yeah. The high heels and the tight pants, man. If I could get away with it, it would have been undone and unzipped. <laughs> that later. is so funny. So, um... And you've seen the movie numerous times, but you've never seen it on the, the big, big screen, screen before. Mm-hmm. So oh my God. how was that experience? It was really good. The the sound quality, the picture. I yeah. thought, okay, it's an older movie. Maybe it won't be, you know, the picture wouldn't be as great. But I really liked it. Um, oh, man. I definitely thought about you guys because it was definitely a, not a quiet movie experience. Mm. Um it's not we meant to be, lot. though, right? Yeah. Yeah. We sang a lot. We quoted <laughs> a lot. <laughs> um, Little puppy. And, uh, okay. You know, I'm gonna <laughs> here, I'll, I'll, I'll take him out. You uh, go and finish. Yeah, Brent doesn't need to be here for this anyway. Uh, he likes him. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Let's Talk About Stuff with Brandy and Steven. I'm Steven. <laughs> I'm Brandy. <laughs> I can't believe you've never seen it on the big screen. No, I guess I didn't realize. Is it Fathom Fandom? Uh-huh, Fathom. Whatever Fathom thing. I didn't realize events. they had a events every month until uh-huh. um, our mutual friend Jamie Bell posted on Facebook yeah. about the 40th anniversary of Greece showing at Cinemark, mm-hmm. and um, she went last weekend. I was supposed to go last weekend, but I got uh, okay. with this nasty cold, mm. so I couldn't go. Plus, it was on a Sunday night. Um, yeah, not. Sunday nights are my, let's relax, yeah. watch TV, I don't want to get out. So we went last night instead with my mother. Cool. I went last night with my mother and the poor gentleman sitting next to me, he was <laughs> definitely dragged there by his wife <laughs> sitting next to him and he was sandwiched between two ladies that have no idea how badly they sing. Oh, fantastic. Um and my mom sings like an opera singer, so when she was singing these songs, oh, no. she was singing it high-pitched, <laughs> drawn <What>? out. <laughs> That's what everybody wants to hear. 
And that guy's wife was singing too, right? Yes. Yeah, so he was sandwiched between both of us. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. I was on his once. I was on his right, and she was on his left. And and then on he, top of that, most of the theater was singing as well. I couldn't hear because my mother was <laughs> nice. overpowering, powering with her um, opera voice that she has. You've yeah. heard her sing before. She's very high pitched, <laughs> high voice. <laughs> When we left the theater, she was like, I swear to God, the girl next to me was going to hit me. She was like, shut up. <laughs> you're like, that was me. I was I was thinking that. <laughs> when you texted us last night, you didn't say that you'd gone with your mom, uh, that I remember at least, but uh, you were like, yeah, the guy next to me was probably like, uh, and I was like, his name's Brent. And yes, he was like, uh. <laughs> um, he actually, the gentleman next to me got up quite a bit, probably to... Uh, Go outside. Just get a break. Get a break. Yeah. Take a shot. Come, probably. He's <laughs> got Smoke a bottle of Jack in his Who knows trunk. what he was doing. <laughs> um, when Jamie went last week, there were quite a few people dressed up as uh-huh. pink ladies. So I was like, it was a last minute decision. I just pulled together a quick outfit with a leather mm. jacket and I went. And the theater was pretty full. I would uh-huh. say about 80% full and I'm the only one that dressed up, but it's okay. Yeah. It's I a, think it's, it's an experience. Yeah, it's rad that it you did. Yeah, it so. wasn't a cheap movie to go see for being in the nineteen. I think it's nineteen seventies. Mm. The movie itself, yeah, it's in uh-huh. the seventies. Yeah, yeah, I think it was seventy eight. Um, but I was like, well, I'm we'll just fact gonna, check you. Don't worry. Yes, <laughs> I'm gonna dress up. No, I think it's good. Um, were there? Uh, was it? Was it actually a sing along? Or did people just like have fun with it? Just sing along. No, no people just have fun with it. Okay. Yeah. Because we no, they didn't. They didn't encourage it. There weren't words on the screen. Like okay. when we went to go see um, the zombie movie with you. Yeah, and Shaun of the Dead. Uh-huh. Yeah, Shaun of the Dead. It wasn't anything like that. Um, I think people just decided to sing. I leaned into my mom. The very first song that came up, um, the intro, and um, I said. Warning, I'm singing. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, okay, I'll sing with you. She's like, warning, Great. I'm an amazing opera singer. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the gentleman next to me, his wife was dancing. So like oh um, the car scene where they, you know, do the pointing grease light and uh-huh. go grease light and she was dancing. And I was like, well, hell yeah, I'm going to make him <laughs> even more miserable. I'm going to do it. And so... I got in on the action, and I danced with his wife, and we danced all the scenes together. That's so uh, funny. He's he's probably drunk, or still drunk today. (laughs) 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 I certainly hope so. Now, what year did you say you thought Grease came out? I thought it was 1978. And I, wait. Yeah. I'm thinking 76. Okay. Now, Brandy is notoriously bad at guessing dates for things. Okay. But you fucking nailed it, 1978. Go, Brandy! <laughs> and it's recorded for posterity. Yeah. So you can always... You got one. Back to this. <laughs> Unless I edit it out. <laughs> so, now, yeah. I like that you gave me that credit, but they mentioned it last night. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, wow, how did you pinpoint that date? That is so, so okay, funny. Well. They had a gentleman on the screen talking about the movie... Um, popular years and actually i think it was the number one musical in the box office still until 2017 beauty and the beast was released oh, wow. i think is what he said holy shit so wow. it held a title for like the most like generated like revenue movie 
hmm. until I think musical until uh, 2017, Beauty and the Beast with Damn. Emma. I forgot her last name. Watson. Yeah, Watson. Watson. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Man, that's Which cool. I was, yeah, I, I mean, 1978. That's so that's a long time. Right? That's a long time. Yeah, yeah, you might even say it's a tell as old as time. <laughs> <laughs> Loved it. Loved it. <laughs> Loved that. The delivery was great. But yeah, it was a lot of fun. That, last night was the last date. Um, yeah. They had it for three days, and it was a lot of fun. Would you I go know. for the 45th anniversary, and then, the, of course, the 50th? Yeah. I'm actually waiting for Grease 2 to come out, so I could see that on big screen. Well, thanks yeah. for coming by today, Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot wait to see, re- to see reproduction. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, you can go with your mom on that one, too. <laughs> on the big screen. <laughs> Sing along about, to that one. Oh, my God. Holy shit. Well, uh, yeah, so I was wondering if they had the words on the screen, because we've done the, the Grease sing-along at Alamo Drafthouse down in Houston, and... Uh, if yeah, uh, if you guys are down here, whenever they have one of those going on, we're definitely going. Uh, oh, oh, I can't, I can't make it. I oh just found man, out I'm, I'm busy. you just found out. Yeah, oh, that's so weird. It sucks. Like I'll hang out at your house, but <laughs> you'll be the only one here. That's fine. Some, some quick emails I have to. Have to <laughs> some quick two-hour emails. But they have a, <laughs> they have words like on the screen, but it's not just like. You know, like typical, like white lettering, like closed captioning. It's like they're like drawn and they like they're like animated and they move around and all this stuff and they do fun things. Um, but it's really fun. They give you like candy cigarettes and plastic combs and and all kinds of stuff like props. You know, um, that are really awesome. fun. So, yeah, we definitely uh, it's a good time. And they throw balloons. Good times just all around. So <laughs> next time you're in town, if they have one going on, we're definitely going. Well, let me know which one where yeah. when it is, and I'll okay. make sure I'm in town that weekend. All right, cool. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Brent's I, like, I'll be in Tulsa doing emails. <laughs> <laughs> when I looked up Greece a minute ago, it showed uh, that the runtime was an hour and 50 minutes, which was surprising to me, because I would have thought it was nine hours oh, long. Oh, yeah, interesting, but, interesting. <laughs> but no, 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 I, I am surprised by that. I, I, I thought that was like I, an hour and a half. Yeah, I would have figured that it, uh, it seems like, Something being beyond 90 minutes is kind of a more recent thing. Yeah. But uh, evidently not. Well, especially for like a musical or something like that, like you'd think that would be like, it, se- mm-hmm. it seems like a fast movie. Like mm. it goes pretty quick. So mm-hmm. not not quick enough for well, Brent. It started at seven and then I was in my car by nine and it kind of threw me off a little bit. So I'm like, wow, usually you're, you're in the theater for like three hours with all of the yeah. um, intros and previews and and all of that stuff. So it was nice to get out, get mm-hmm. in and out oh. in a decent amount of time. I liked it, but mom mom wanted to stay till the end of the credits for some weird reason. Because <laughs> um, they replayed the intro song at the end of the end of the movie. So we She's stayed. like, there's a there's a, a credit scene for Grease 2. I got to watch it. Got to <laughs> know what's going to happen. When Brandy mentioned that to me last night, I said, what did she think? That Sandy was going to get recruited by Nick Fury to the Avengers? <laughs> <laughs> but like, that would be cool if there was like, a long-standing, like, after-credit scene on Grease that nobody really talked that about or whatever. Fun. But, yeah. Uh, and, Brent, it wouldn't be Nick Fury, I, I'm sorry to say. It would, in fact, be Vin Diesel recruiting <laughs> Danny into the Fast and the Furious gang. Into the fold, into course, the family. Of course, Absolutely. That's when he time travels for yep. Tokyo Drift. Yeah. That's right, yes. It's part, of, it's part of his time travel adventure. <laughs> so I haven't seen Tokyo Drift still, so I believe there is a time machine in there, right? There's a, a DeLorean-esque time machine, some car they've made in, right? Well, Stephen, I'll tell you, if you drive fast enough in any vehicle, it does, in fact, become wow. a time machine. So <laughs> okay. Grease Lightning is kind of right up that alley. That's why he went back. Damn. Yeah. I didn't, this is, Brandy, did you know this happened? 
bringing it all in the fold. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was a great laugh. <laughs> <laughs> when I was watching the movie, when it's on the big screen and it's loud in there, and you, some of the lines I've missed throughout the years, you know, because they're quiet. Uh-huh. And it's a really dirty movie. I know. Oh, yeah. I know. I knew it was, but it, they have a lot of rape talk in there, mm-hmm. a lot of... Did she put up a fight? Wait, yes. what? That always throws me off. Yes. yes. It's very weird. And I'm like, wow, we're plotting this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're singing along. Singing along. <laughs> you know, like the, yep. the guy on the bleachers getting caught looking underneath the girl's skirts and everybody laughs and claps because he gets caught and gets shot with a water gun. I'm yep. like, wow, nowadays you get put in jail for that shit. <laughs> <You know? laughs> but here we are laughing about boys it. Boys will be boys. And then a girl's changing the way she is for, for a man. I mean, but. Oh, that's, a, yeah, the, that's true, yeah. one yeah. of the best lessons of all movies, I think, is uh, <laughs> that you should change for each other because he does it too. But yeah. then yeah. whenever he sees her, he's like, oh, fuck yes, I'm taking off this lettering sweater. Yeah. And he, he really wasn't down for changing anyway. He was going to change back. But uh, she is like that from now on. She she became a slut for him, I think, basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> really, uh-huh. one of the, the only parts of Greece that I like is when uh, Danny is trying to do, like, all the different sports, or he's do, he's trying out yeah. all the different sports. Yes. He's, like, dribbling the ball very casually, and then they, they kind of, like, run up on him, yeah. and he, like, holds the ball, and he, he like, rears back like he's going to punch him or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that part kind of cracks me up. You're like, this is I how Brent mention... would do sports. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did mention you last night. It was uh, the car scene when they're um, visualizing the car and mm-hmm. Grease Lightning, and he brings out the saran wrap, and he mm. he runs around the car, leaned over, and I was like, this is Brent's like favorite scene <laughs> in the entire movie because he get, just doesn't understand where the saran wrap came from. It, and it doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's like, weird. Why? Yeah, why? Is there a kitchenette off, off screen? Oh, it's, uh, it's, a, it's another sexual joke. Well, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I okay. get that, but I'm like, where, where does, where, why did they have a saran wrap in the in the shop in the car? Garage? Yeah, yeah. Brent, you always need saran wrap. You're a teenager. <laughs> Hormones are crazy. You gotta have it. Everybody, so, everybody had it when they were teenagers, right? I, sure. Are you saying in saran my, well, wrap it up? Yeah. Around, and you got to go around the whole waist, though, around your butt and everything. <laughs> I'm not sure how sex works, guys. <laughs> Also, uh, let's talk about stuff does not condone using saran wrap as sexual contraception. <laughs> no, only Steven does. So. <laughs> it's my personal preference. <laughs> you get so much of it for so cheap. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you uh, finally got to see it on the big screen, Brandy. Uh, yeah, it was great. I loved it. It was, it was worth it. Um, it was nice after every big scene, every big like musical scene everybody applauded and cheered and it was really nice yeah my mother actually started that um (laughs) she started started, yeah she started clapping after the first big musical scene (laughs) and she's like come on everybody and so everybody else started clapping so that was a thing yes wow nice yep got everybody involved so uh, she she always carries a lit stick of dynamite (laughs) just in case she needs to threaten people yeah so after every scene she would start the the applause Uh uh-huh Every big musical scene. So I literally would have gotten up and left the theater at that point. I would have sat in the lobby. <laughs> You're like, I get what I'm I I couldn't. I, that would break me as a human. I, I you know. So well, yeah. I'm gonna go see Justin Timberlake with her next month. So uh-huh. this is just a preview of what I have to look <laughs> forward to. And I'm like, 
I might need to be drunk. <laughs> <laughs> is she going to sing Justin back to him in the audience, uh, opera style? See if Probably. she can get pulled on stage? And then yell and threaten people for not cheering yeah. for him. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Did you have anything else to add? No. Grease no. lightning. Yeah. <laughs> Grease lightning Grease rules. is the word. <laughs> Well, uh, that's awesome, so. Yep. Thanks. Alrighty. This okay. is my good deed for the year. Right. <laughs> we'll see you next week. This is your Mr. Deeds for the year. That's like an Adam Sandler movie. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Love you. Love you guys. Thank you. Bye. Brent. Hey. Hey, Brent. Hey. Casual Steven? conversation. What you been watching? What have I been watching? Anything well, interesting? Um, the inside of my eyelids when I go to sleep. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what um, else? Um, I've been uh, watching the current season of Atlanta, and uh, oh, I've really cool. been digging that. If you haven't watched the first season, no. um, I believe it's available on the FX app for you to, cool. to watch. Um, I was actually talking to my friend Ross yesterday about it. Uh, we're both big fans of that show, and I, uh, I said... Um, you know how most shows, like the actors will be like, well, it's really hard to classify your show. It's like, but it's really, it's just like, oh, it's just NCIS or whatever. You know? It's like a different version of that. Yeah. Atlanta is truly that way, especially with yeah. season two, um, because there's it's kind of billed as a comedy, and it has Donald Glover in it, who's yeah. uh, funny. He's, he's actually like a, a stand-up comedian. He did that for a while. Mm-hmm. But um, man, it's uh, there's a lot of like drama and like serious stuff on there, but it's also like really weird. Like in the first season, um, they play, there's a a basketball game they play with Justin Bieber, but the Justin okay. Bieber in this universe is black, and they don't ever <laughs> explain it. It's just that that's just Justin Bieber there. Weird. And um, there's uh, there's like some like magical like being in the very first episode that just like shows up and you just kind of accept it and move on. Awesome. Like it, it's it's weird, but in like the best possible way. Uh-huh. And it's shot so cinematically and. Uh, it's just one of literally one of the best shows on TV. So check wow. out Atlanta. You're seriously uh, making me intrigued now because I've heard such good things about that show, and I wanted to watch it mm-hmm. when it first came out. Anyway, I just never got into it. But uh, mm-hmm. all of my friends at work lately have been talking about it a ton because they've been you know following the new episodes and everything, and they're just like gushing over it because it's so great. So uh, same thing with you. Like I, I at least mm-hmm. know I trust your opinion. I'm still. Those those yahoos at work, who knows? Uh, but you, you know, <laughs> I would look into that for sure. Yeah. The, the the first season, for anyone who's curious, is only ten episodes long. Cool. They're all around half an hour, so oh, you yeah. really like fly through them pretty quickly. So yeah, that's yeah, not even binge watching. That's just like I can do that in my spare time. Any, any oh my god! Yeah. yeah. Easy. Yeah. <laughs> it's for sure. Compared to other shows, that's easy. <laughs> I can do uh, that on the toilet. <laughs> Uh, that's cool. What, what about uh, you, Stephen? What have you been watching? Yeah, man. Uh, so I started um, Mr. Robot the other day. Um, okay. I caught caught up with the first season. I know it's it's like maybe in the fourth or fifth or now. I think something about like that. But uh, um, have you ever seen that show? I've been kind of curious about it for years, but I've never seen it. Yes. Yeah. I've uh, I've seen the first season, oh, okay, and cool. uh, I got super into it. And then I started watching season two. Um, I think they're both available on Amazon Prime. Yeah, that's how I'm watching right? it. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. So uh, I started season two, and then like all of the like winter shows or whatever started coming back oh, on, okay. and I, I just kind of lost track of it. So I'll probably have to go back and um, go back a couple episodes, or maybe even just restart season two. But yeah, holy shit, what an incredible show that is! It's it's interesting. I'm I'm still. I mean, I'm definitely intrigued by it. Um, but it's it's like one of those shows that's really dark too, and it's kind of hard to watch because. Um, like the main character is like a, a morphine addict, 
and mm-hmm. um, he has like depression and all that kind of stuff. And so it's really hard um, sometimes to watch it. It's like I told Amanda, it's kind of like Black Mirror too, where it's like, oh, it's all the shitty things of technology. You know, like they're like, oh, this is how people steal your passwords and all that stuff and, and hack into you and whatever. So, yeah. Um, but I do like it. It's uh, another like cinematic show, like you were saying. Um, mm-hmm. And I love the way they, they do the title where it's like Mr. Robot's like across the whole screen. It's like big and the whole yeah. show is very, uh, it's really well shot. <laughs> did, you, it's did you have a holy shit moment when you first saw it? I was like, ah, <laughs> so the war. <laughs> exactly. It's like that, you know, where it goes across the whole screen. Uh, and probably even more because uh, it's a little more punchy than even those are in that movie. So, uh, but, uh, but no, I'm, I'm digging it so far. I'm like only like five episodes in. I'm not even sure how long the first season is, but. Uh, yeah. I think it's uh, like 12 episodes long. Okay. So I'm close to like halfway or whatever, but. Uh, 12, 13, yeah. But yeah, I'm watching like one a day, and they've been really interesting. So I'm um, definitely uh, intrigued to keep watching those. I, I did, hadn't never talked to you about it, so I didn't know you'd watch that. So that's even more intriguing. Um, I feel like the first season is going to be one of those like I'm going to keep watching it and like feeling like good about it, but not great. And I'm going to finish that first season. And it's going to be epic, and I'm gonna be like, all right, I need to keep going. So uh, I'm still waiting for that that moment. But uh, so far, I like it. I just don't love it. I would say. I see. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, the first season is just ten episodes, actually. Okay, cool. Yeah, so yeah, about halfway. So yeah, so they uh, they're pretty uh, quick. The second season is twelve, and okay. uh, third season. Oh yeah, I guess they're only up to uh, three seasons. Okay. Uh, so yeah, third yeah. season is uh, ten episodes as well. So okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. so they're short. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm really digging it so far overall. Uh, I'm I'm intrigued by it. Uh, but uh, but yeah, it's it's. It's good. It's just kind of dark. Um, so I only watch like one a day. That's that's kind of why. But, uh, but yeah. Yeah. Your Mr. Robot episodes are also like your fiber intake. One a day. <laughs> I don't want too much. You know, <laughs> too much. It's it's a lot. <laughs> Have you been watching anything else? Um, that's pretty much it uh, so far this week. Um, what about you? Uh, well, I was else? a little more lazy than you, so I watched a lot more things. What? Uh, so. Uh, I also wanted to start uh, Lost in Space, the new Netflix show. Um, uh, my dad used to be a huge fan of that, like the original show, and uh, I mainly wanted to watch this because of him. It looked really cool in the trailers, and I didn't realize it was coming out, um, but it came out like this weekend, and so I watched the first episode, and it was really cool. Um, it was another one that I was like, I'm not fully sold on it, but I'm intrigued enough to keep going. The first episode had way better effects than I ever expected. Um, I know it's like Netflix and they, they do pump a lot of money into their shows, but it, it was like quite on par with like a movie at some points. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of, like, especially for the first episode where maybe they threw a little bit more money on like a pilot. But um, but yeah, I'm, in, I'm intrigued by that one as well. Um, it was fun. It was, uh, some parts I didn't really dig, but mostly I, I dug it. And it also was like really cinematic and that was cool. So um, definitely recommend that so far. And I'll let you guys know as I keep watching the rest of that season and see how it is but uh if you like sci-fi stuff i mean it's it's fun it's a, a new inventive take on it i think and it has a really good cast um so far so how long is the the that first episode the first episode's long it's like an hour and 20 minutes or an hour okay. and a half maybe um so they really did do that you know like lost and other shows do like that long pilots like basically like a movie so right uh, they packed a lot in there um and uh the only thing it was it was actually kind of weird you know like when movies do like this one starts where, because you know, Lost in Space, they they like crash land, like they're Lost in Space. So um, this one like starts with them crashing, and then just like kept going with that a little too long. And I was like, well, I know this isn't how it's gonna start. I needed some background, 
And then they jump back and forth between like, you know, 12 hours before and like the family getting ready and everything. But it didn't quite work right to me. Like the back and forth wasn't edited that well. Like it was almost like too long of each segment. So I kind of forgot where I was or um, not. I mean, like not like I would get mixed up, but just like I was like, I need a little more context before I understand this part. And uh, okay. so, yeah, there's a fine line there, I guess, with with shows and stuff and movies when they do that. And I didn't think mm-hmm. they really quite needed it. I was like, you can just tell me the story. Just show me them getting ready for this mission and then show me them crashing and I'll be good with it. I don't need like a back and forth episode. So <laughs> right. um, yeah. it actually was kind of annoying to me personally. But uh, but yeah, I mean, like the story was all there. It was it was good. And the visuals were pretty epic, uh, way better than I expected. So that, that would definitely uh, keep me going with it. What else? Uh, and then uh, on Friday, Amanda was out with friends. And I was like, man, I'm in the mood for a horror movie night. And uh, they've been doing some casting uh, listings, whatever, for, for It Chapter 2. So I decided to go ahead and just buy It and put that on the the one we loved so much recently. So mm-hmm. um, I watched about half of it. And I was trying to gauge whether I should make Amanda watch it because she's kind of going to watch it with me, maybe. But she's like kind of scared of it. And I was like, oh, this is fine. And then I'd be like, oh, no, that's pretty bad. She would hate that. And they'd be like, this is fine. Nope, that's pretty horrible. She would have nightmares. <laughs> so I'm really like back and forth. I don't know if she would like it or not. I love it, though. It's so much fun. I love watching it all over again. Yeah, when it came out on digital, uh, I bought it right away. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, uh, Brandy bought it for me. That was, uh, I think, my birthday gift. Oh, cool. Maybe Christmas, whatever yeah. it was. Anyway, she uh, she bought that for me, and we watched it that night. And uh, Oh, yeah. She uh, she wasn't into it. She didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> so was that, she scared? That deflated thing. No, no, she no. Just no she didn't think it was good. She just didn't didn't think it was that yeah. good. Uh, so clearly she's a lunatic. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, we all have our flaws. That's right. Uh, That's Brandy's. <laughs> You're like, my wife has two. She didn't like it. She loves Grease. I don't know what to do with her. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, Up is yeah. down, black is white. Yeah, I don't get it. <laughs> but we both love it, so that's fine. Yes. Yeah. Have you watched any of the special features yet? Uh, yeah, I, I went through, I think I watched pretty much all of the special features. Cool. Um, I, I really wanted there to be a director's commentary, but there's yeah. not on the, the iTunes version of it. Ah, damn. Um, and I, I don't want to have to like rebuy the Blu-ray just for the, I know, <laughs> the right? director's commentary. Um, there may not even be director's commentary on the, the disc. I don't, I don't yeah. know. I haven't looked into it, but, um, uh, the movie itself, it still stands up to me. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, and I saw they had so many special features, and it was cool because it'd be like, oh, how the kids like bonded during the show and mm-hmm. or during the movie, and uh, and I'd be like, oh, like that's probably like a five minute featurette, like most special features, whatever. But like every featurette was like twenty or thirty minutes long, um, like all these different behind the scenes things. So I, I really mm-hmm. liked that that kind of stuff. So I haven't watched them yet. Uh, once I finish it again, I was gonna watch them, but uh, I was like, I like. I've been trying to get back into special features. There's a lot of cool stuff out there mm-hmm. that I just kind of forget about whenever I buy them. I just kind of watch the movie now, but uh, like. Yeah commentaries i used to uh, listen to those a lot and i know you've been doing them it's kind of getting me intrigued mm-hmm. by that again i kind of want to do that so yeah I, I used to watch the commentary on every movie that i would buy like i didn't yeah. i didn't feel like the movie was fully watched until i watched whatever movie it yeah. was with the commentary on there you That's know fun. and uh i got out of it there for a little while but uh here recently especially on the the marvel uh or the mcu rewatch uh-huh. i've seen a lot of these movies so many times or i've, I've watched them recently enough that i'm just like well, let me, let me change it up a little bit, and I'll just watch yeah. it with the commentary. So No, that's cool. Yeah. And yeah, you've been bringing really cool facts and stuff into it. Um, I, I, it's more about time for me that I just don't have time to really watch, like sit down for the whole movie and mm-hmm. listen to another like trivia track essentially to that. But they're always so fascinating yeah. that it's like really enjoyable. So it's it's fun yeah. to kind of rewatch the movie that way. I agree with you. I just need to get back mm-hmm. into it. But uh, It turns yeah. out, according to the director, this was a movie. What? I, wow. What? I was like, wow. 
I have to go watch this TV show in a theater? Okay. For two hours? What? <laughs> and I found out it's a movie. I had to listen to the commentary. If you hadn't listened, you wouldn't have known. I w- you don't know. Yep. So that's why. You heard it here. God. Again. First. <laughs> Gotta listen to those commentaries to know if you're even watching a movie, guys. How are you supposed <laughs> to know otherwise? Is this a movie or is this a song? <laughs> There's visuals. I don't get it. What is I this? I don't even know what media is. <laughs> <laughs> Well, speaking of media and also more it news, yeah, um, there's been some uh, some casting announcements, uh, and, and you uh, you shocked me to my core. Shit. Upon the uh, the announcement of one, so yeah, you want to jump into that? Nah. Um, so anyway, okay. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear it first. Um, yeah. So they had announced some potential casting because they had said they were going to start filming it Chapter Two this summer. So they're like, you know, be prepared for some casting announcements coming out soon. So uh, the one that I had uh, shocked you with is that they confirmed Jessica Chastain uh, mm-hmm. in the role for uh, Bev Beverly. I think is her name in the yep. movie, um, which is awesome. She had. Expressed interest a while ago, and I didn't even realize the uh, the director um, of this had directed her already in Mama, so they've worked together before. Oh, okay. So then I was like, oh, well, that's cool. They already have a relationship, too, so that makes sense. Um, Are they going to have the... Is it going to be the same director? Uh, yeah, one? same director. And okay, then, Because um, I was looking at that, same director, and there were three writers, but it was because uh, Kerry Fukunaga, who had done True Detective, um, he was working on a vision, uh, a version of It, and he had a writer, like a co-writer, and they dropped out after a few years. And so I think it was like they wrote the original script, and there was a new guy that came in to, to finish it up and maybe rewrite. And so that guy is back. So it's the original, one of the original writers, um, who's probably the main original writer for the one, the movie we actually saw. And then that director, yeah, will be back for this one. So all the same people involved, um, which is cool. So it seems like it'll be good. But, uh, but yeah, so Jessica Chastain was confirmed after being rumored, and then... Uh, in negotiations right now are Bill Hader and James McAvoy. So this cast is already shaping up. That's only like half of the Losers Club, and this is already shaping up to be amazing. Um, those, those two, I was like, holy shit! Like that's that's a, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I remember Jessica Chastain was being rumored there for a long time, but uh, when you told me it was confirmed, I was like, yeah. fuck yeah! That's such great <laughs> yeah. casting, you know. Crazy. And then uh, we had the the rumors of uh, both Bill Hader and James McAvoy, and. I was um, I texted you that I was surprised that uh, they'd get such big names for that, mm-hmm. but you had uh, had mentioned that well, they're probably attracted to this project just because yeah. the first one was so well received. That's what well I'm hoping. Regarded, yeah, so. that like it would attract good talent to it. So that's yeah, that's the way mm-hmm. I'm taking it. Um, and it mm-hmm. seems to be. I mean, like Bill Hader, I, I love. I think you love him too. Uh, but mm-hmm. he's still like a smaller name overall in Hollywood. But like Jessica Chastain and James McAvoy are like. A-list actors right now, you know, like yeah. they, they get the best of the best a lot of the time. So, and they choose really interesting projects. And uh, so, yeah, I was watching, uh, I heard the, that news and then I was rewatching the first movie and trying to like picture them in their roles because um, I heard the news on Slash Film and Slash Film had done some dream casting a few years ago of what they, like who they thought might be in these roles. And they had actually mentioned Bill Hader, but for one of the, another kid. Um, and I can't remember which one they had mentioned it for right now, but I thought it was almost better casting. Um, so far, James Matt, or sorry, uh, Bill Hader will be um, Finn Wolfhard, who is uh, the kid from Stranger Things. Oh, so he's okay. like the funny one. And I, I agree, like Bill Hader is really funny and he'll fit that, but he doesn't necessarily look like that kid. Um, and so there, it's like partially like trying to fit the, the look to the kid and then, um, you know, otherwise try to like... Uh, just be a good actor or whatever. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's fine if they don't actually look just like him. But uh, James McAvoy would be the main kid, Bill, 
grown up. And so um, I think it was actually Bill Hader that they said for Bill, for the main kid. And I could see it really well. Like, he matches that way. Um, but, I mean, He's either way. Bill. I mean, it's right there. It's right there. So, uh, <laughs> so uh, but it's cool. I mean, I'm down with both of those. Um, I also, when I was looking at their dream casting for, uh, that they had given, I was like, oh, and that person would be good. Like, they mentioned for, um, uh, I can't think of his name right now. Um, director of Get Out. Oh, uh, Jordan Peele. Jordan Peele, yeah. Jordan Peele is a potential, or Sterling K. Brown uh, for potential, oh. potential. And I was like, yes, any of them, all of the above. <laughs> Let's do it. What uh, if they're really throwing us off and Jessica Chastain will be playing Mike? <laughs> <laughs> well, he doesn't look like, or she doesn't look like a black boy, but... Uh, Go with it. Uh, hey, you know, yeah. they're, they're both good actors. Yep. Make it happen. She's really Change good. It up. It'd be a, a new role for her. <laughs> Something different. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I'm just pumped about that. So I just wanted to mention it, and uh, I, I hope they give more and more casting you know news soon because I want to I want to see what the rest of the Losers Club ends up being. You know. Oh yeah, me too. It's yeah, be cool. Even even if like the rest of the actors are unknowns, I think these are yeah. This is a pretty good foundation to have all of them. Yeah, they don't need to oh, yeah, yeah be like Hugh Jackers and stuff. Yeah, I mean I'm cool with whatever the the. Wait, Losers did you say Club. Hugh Jackman? Yeah, I did. Yeah, Hugh Jack. Yeah, he's uh, okay. He's, He's cast as Beverly. <laughs> uh, opposite Jessica Chastain's <laughs> Mike. <laughs> oh, you know what's funny? Earlier we were talking about uh, Big Black Mike in front of Brandy's face. Oh, yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Come full circle. Oh, uh, pun intended or not. Whatever. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, so you want to move on to... Uh, our last of the mini topics, our last MC move, MCE, MC, now the studio said it's not the MCEU, um, but we're all going to call it that. Uh. So the, the last MCU movie for us yes. to do. Yes. This, this <clears throat> is, this will be our final, our final nail in the coffin of the MCU movies yeah. to date. Um, and I'm so excited. <laughs> Because it has, a, it really has become a bit of a chore. Even yeah. though I like watching these movies, uh, it's, it's just having to do them on a, on a, on a timetable, and uh, uh-huh. it's it's just a kind of a weird thing. Yeah, like I can see myself, and you know, a few months maybe revisiting one or two of these, but uh, yeah, it'll be a while. Wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what happens in Infinity War to mm-hmm. see if I go back to any of these. I think like if there's something that maybe changes, like what we thought in the past, or uh, a character that I uh, generally like if I'm like, oh, I loved this character and it's like, oh, I want to go watch their previous movies or movie mm-hmm. or whatever, something they were in. So we'll see. Otherwise, I think I'm with you. I'm going to take a break for a little while. So yeah. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> J- jump over, start watching Man of Steel. <laughs> <laughs> to get a break. No, well, speaking of, uh, you know, something new possibly affecting the uh, like a past MCU film, um, we haven't discussed it, but they they made some more casting announcements for the Captain Marvel movie. Oh, and, cool. Uh, uh, Who they announced for that? Uh, Lee Pace is coming back to play Rona. Oh yeah, Rona the Accuser. Uh-huh. So we're gonna see a little bit more of him. Hopefully, he'll have a more fleshed out role. Yeah. So that I could see that potentially going back and affecting his his role in the first Guardians of the Galaxy. Sure. You know, um, and then um, man, I can't think of his name, but uh, Phil Coulson. Is going to be in it as well. Oh yeah, Agent nice. Coulson. And what is his name? Clark yeah. Gregg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. So he's going to be in it. So yeah, I'm I'm fan favorite. Yeah, for sure. I'm seeing him on Agents of Shield for so many years. I'm. It it almost feels strange for him to be in a movie. Oh yeah, yeah. That's (laughs) funny. uh, But yeah, I'm I'm excited for him to go back, and it makes sense with it being uh, being set in the '90s. Yeah, that'd be interesting. I wonder if they'll do the uh, de aging makeup on him. Like spend the time, <laughs> him and Fury. Yeah, I know that'll be interesting to see how they do that. Maybe uh, they, they can yeah. just let uh, Clark Gregg grow a mustache and then Fury can shave his goatee. <laughs> be like, look, it's the same people; they look different. Spatial hair thing. That actually might work. It might <laughs> yeah. might just do the trick. That's really funny. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I, you know, Amanda and I watched Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two last night, and mm-hmm. uh, that was her first time viewing it. So that was kind of intriguing. Uh, on, Unfortunately, we were both pretty tired, so uh, we didn't talk about it a whole lot. We went to bed like right afterwards, so mm-hmm. I didn't get a whole lot of her thoughts. But uh, it was cool for me to watch it the second time. And uh, when did uh, did you watch it this week? Uh, last night as well. Okay, so cool. I, I was actually like in the end of the movie whenever she sent the the group text that uh, said that she already loved Baby Groot. Oh yeah, awesome. <laughs> so I'm I'm assuming that was at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I told her so in the beginning of this movie. Uh, and some spoilers for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Uh, we'll follow, uh, but uh, whenever they they have that, that opening scene where they're fighting that monster and it's just like Groot is in the foreground just dancing, mm-hmm. she like lost it uh, obviously, and I was like, yes, I remember being in the theater and being like, all right, Amanda one hundred percent is gonna watch this movie, she's going to love Baby Groot, and then uh, I was still surprised uh, watching it, I'd forgotten how much he's in the movie um, and how much like comic mm-hmm. relief he provides to the movie, but he's all over that thing. And he's so funny. I made a loved him the entire time. So that was like her favorite character for sure. It's baby mm-hmm. group. Yeah. And speaking of that opening uh, fight scene that they're all in, it's almost like I can hear the music from that scene right now. segue <laughs> so um uh I, I do have some notes on this but uh we we can keep this one keep this one brief um so again holy shit kurt russell is in the mcu yep. and uh man kurt russell out of all the like 80s action heroes or whatever mm-hmm. i think he might might be my favorite he just has such charm and personality to him yeah and um have you watched the gag reel on this no on this movie I haven't yet, no. Okay. Um, like, in it, you can see that he's, like, it really seems like he's bonding with the actors and having a good time with them. Uh-huh. Um, I know Sylvester Stallone makes a cameo appearance in this movie as well, mm-hmm. but uh, he doesn't seem like a real jovial chap, you know? You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> he's a, doesn't seem like that type of guy. Sure, but, yeah. Um, but Kurt Russell, yeah. I've always yeah. liked him a lot, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think he really has some fun with, with his role as... Uh, Peter's dad in uh-huh. this movie. And uh, like you said, again, spoilers, uh, he turns out to be Ego the Living Planet. Yeah. <laughs> which is fucking insane. Yeah. Uh, it, it's not how that is in the, the comics at all. Uh, in the comics, okay. uh, Peter's dad is uh, Jason of Spartax. He's like a, like a, still an, an extraterrestrial, but he's like a, like a humanoid type person. Oh. Um, but they changed it for this movie. Just fine. I, I, I like Wait. what they did with this movie. Is Ego the planet in the Marvel Universe, though, like the comic universe, he, he is. Yeah, okay. it's just a, a different character. Uh, it's Interesting. Just, 
I'll, I'll have to uh, post a picture of it, but it's yeah. literally a planet with a, uh, a goatee on its face. <laughs> Naturally. Like, uh, it has eyes and nose and a mouth and uh-huh. a goatee. So uh, it's fucking insane looking. But, That's uh, funny. And they do some yeah. stuff like that in this one where they have like, they, it looks yeah. like a planet with a face. Yeah. But it yeah. works. Think, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. It's fucking weird. Uh, yep. it, it stays in line with the the previous Guardians movie, uh-huh. uh, but it kind of kicks it up a, a notch or two with the uh, the oddness. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Uh, I I just thought from the movie that that was because I I heard that Ego was part of the comics universe. That's why I double checked with you, but um, I just thought that was Peter's dad. I, I kind of forgotten that that wasn't the case. I guess so. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, like the movie version is my version, so that's cool. But uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I thought Kurt Russell did a great job in that role, and um, I I remember hearing about Ego and the Ego the Planet uh, before this movie came out, and being like, "How are they gonna pull that off? Like that seems really, really like even for Guardians of the Galaxy, that seems pretty far out there." And uh, I thought they did a great job. Um, I like the way that they did make him like a humanoid uh, for most mm-hmm. of the part, but. Um, I thought the visuals where he's like walking him in that big room and like showing him his past and like what he did in the universe and how he met Peter's mom and all that stuff. I thought that was a really cool way to show that where it's like these like model looking things like without faces that are just kind of mm-hmm. like floating there or whatever. Um, and then like how they explained and stuff like how his brain is kind of at the center and then it like he like encrusted it in all these things and like made like a planet around himself and uh it worked way better than I could have possibly imagined. Whenever right. you like lay that out on paper, it sounds so fucking crazy. And it's like, again, this is one of those things that uh, at the onset of the MCU with Iron Man, if you had said that like however many, like 15 movies down the line, there was going to be a living planet as part of this universe, I'd be like, what the fuck? That's going to be yeah. like an Earthling's father. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I'd be totally off the wall, but yeah. uh, it totally works. And uh, I. I think this movie's uh, really interesting, um, and they really do kind of go out there and let let things just be whatever they are, be as weird as they want, which is cool. I, I think they gave kind of gave James Gunn like free free reign with that, mm-hmm. and just be weird, and he did it, and it's great. So yeah, yeah I'm cool. Hold it off. It. He can do it. Yeah. Um, when I mentioned Sylvester Stallone earlier, he has a, a cameo as one of the original Guardians of the Galaxy. When uh-huh. I posted that photo, uh, when we were talking about the the first movie, Volume One. Uh, I posted a photo on our Twitter and Instagram of the original Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, Sylvester Stallone is playing the character Starhawk from that. So oh, okay. uh, he's got these like big, like yellow <laughs> wings that protrude <laughs> off of his his head or his shoulders, or possibly yeah. both. He looks weird <laughs> in like a, a blue unitard. Anyway, uh, as I was watching this movie, I was like, Sylvester Stallone is in this. Kurt Russell is in this, and that's when it hit me. This is an official Tango and Cash sequel. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Again, it is all connected, everyone. Have you ever even seen Tango and Cash? Oh fuck yes! I've never seen hell, Tango and Cash. Hell, what? Ah, what? I'll wait. Okay. <laughs> that was a good movie. It was right. <laughs> um, no, I've never seen that. So. Uh... Oh man, it's such a fun like dumb eighties action yeah, movie. Yeah, right on. Oh man, good interesting. Times. I'm Good surprised, uh, on it, not, not to say anything about you, just about me, that uh, uh, generally if there's an 80s movie and I'm talking to someone about it, I have seen it and they have not, if anything. Mm-hmm. Either we've both yeah. seen it or, or only I have. So this is, a, this is a new thing for me. I like that. That was right up my dad's uh, alley uh-huh. for, uh, for films back in the day, gotcha. like the 80s like action hero movies. That was, uh-huh. that was his thing. I, we didn't watch a lot of like sci-fi or whatever, so that's probably okay. why I'm not into it now. But um, holy shit, man. Some Tango and Cash. Tango and Cash is, is where it's happening. That's so funny. What about uh, uh, Roadhouse? Did you ever watch Roadhouse? Uh, I don't remember seeing that. Huh? Patrick Swayze. 
No. Oh, that's one of my, my main 80s action movies. It's like Patrick Swayze is like a bouncer at a, at a new bar. Just fucking decking everybody all the time. It's great. I believe that's where uh, the quotes, pain don't hurt and nobody puts baby in the corner originate yes. from? Yes. Uh-huh. All right. Yep. Yeah. Both of familiar. Yep. I'm just, uh, <laughs> just haven't personally seen them. So. Well, uh, Roadhouse is a sequel to uh, uh, to the baby movie. I can't think of what it's called Driver? right now. Boss Baby? Roadhouse is a sequel to Dirty Dancing. Oh, okay. Yeah, to Dirty Dancing. Uh, okay. And, and uh, he he doesn't like Baby in the Corner. She's not in this movie. Uh, he dumped her right away. Right after Dirty oh, sure. Dancing, uh, yeah. he just dumped her. Uh, people don't know that about that movie, but sorry to ruin your childhoods. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Roadhouse might have come out before that. I'm not even sure. Who knows? 80s well, were a crazy but- time. Everybody was on Coke. <laughs> that's okay sometimes <laughs> sequels come out before the originals you know yep. so we it, proved that here in there. multiple times <laughs> <laughs> um so uh what do you think about the movie or the movie the music on this film uh, uh yeah the, the 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 first movie i was familiar with probably 90 percent of those songs uh-huh. uh even if i didn't necessarily know who the artist was for each yeah. song I've, i'd heard the music before uh on this one uh for me anyway uh, the the music is uh, not as popular or well known, mm. uh, but I think that was done intentionally. When I I actually yeah. watched this movie with the director's commentary last night. Oh, okay, cool. We we just watched this movie I think in February uh-huh. uh, because uh, um, we just wanted to to watch it. Yeah. And um, so I figured I'd watch it with the commentary. And uh, James Gunn had mentioned that he intentionally made the the music on this one a little more. Um, a little more uh, obscure, uh-huh. just to to make it um, to 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 breathe some life into some songs, some lesser known songs. Yeah, that's cool by different artists. But uh, I think the the music works pretty well. Uh-huh. Um, I, I just that. don't have as much of an attachment to to yeah. uh, some of these artists. Yeah, I think it works well. Um, it's, it's like a they're like deep deeper cuts, you know, mm-hmm. uh, basically, and that's cool. Um, I had a lot of fun with a lot of them, uh, but yeah, there are definitely some that I don't really know, and I don't listen to this soundtrack like I do, like or like I did the first one. Um, I'll, I still put on the Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One soundtrack, and it's still just great. And uh, that definitely, like you said, like it's like songs I knew but maybe didn't listen to or didn't know who the artists were. But um, I liked a lot of more of those. Um, but yeah, I'm kind of curious. Maybe I would like Volume Two if I listened to it just as the soundtrack. But in the movie, I thought it was all good. Uh, but definitely, yeah, some movie, some songs that I didn't really know as well. Yeah, there's um, there's the song "The Chain" by Fleetwood Mac in the song. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, in this movie, um, it plays a couple of times actually, kind of like in Thor Ragnarok, how mm-hmm. uh, you've got immigrant song at the beginning and end. Um, oh yeah, th- this movie does that as well, and I, I guess it's something I hadn't really noticed, but uh, yeah, I, I was jotting it. down notes. It, it stood out to me. Um, I've never been a fan of Fleetwood Mac. I'm not saying oh. they're bad. It's just never been something I've been into. Uh-huh. Um, but man, the way it's used in this movie makes me like that song. <laughs> cool. Like it's that's just good. it just works so well. So I guess that's kind of the one of the uh, bits of magic of a movie making, right? Uh-huh. Is uh, reinterpreting some stuff like that. And, yeah. Uh, other words. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. Um, I do like Fleetwood Mac uh, a little bit. I don't listen to him like a ton, but uh, but I like that too. Um, you made me think there's a, a part in Parks and Rec where Ben, uh, they're like going on a road trip with Ben in April and she opens his CD binder 
and he's got all these soundtracks and she's like why are they all soundtracks and he he says something but i've always it's a joke in the show but i've always been like but that's how i feel um he's like well i've always thought soundtracks are kind of like your your favorite director is making a personal playlist just for you and april's like Ugh. but to me i'm like no that's that's legit like i always love i've i've listened to soundtracks um god ever since i was a kid i liked them so much um like the faculty soundtrack that was one of my favorites growing up um <laughs> yeah. just like bringing songs that i didn't know as well or like when you put them in a different context in a movie uh, from then on out, I always remember them from like a certain scene or whatever. Like it does give me a little, like, it gives them like a different kind of context, and it's it's good. So um, yeah, certainly that's that's cool if you, especially for like a band you don't really care for that much, mm-hmm. and then like all of a sudden there's a song you really like just because a movie did. So that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's one of those things where um, I guess I didn't connect the lyrics to the chain to um, like the actual like what what they meant. You know? uh-huh. sure. But seeing it or recontextualizing it in this movie. It makes sense to me. I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, I, I get it. So, yeah. No, that's yeah. cool, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I thought James Gunn, once again, even if I didn't like the soundtrack as much or didn't know the songs as well, um, I thought James Gunn is doing a great job of curating all these songs. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't expect that from these movies leading into it, um, that he would be on the same par as, you know, like an Edgar Wright and the his use of music and his movies and stuff. But it's like, they've been really good so far and I'm intrigued to see what he uses for, for volume three. If he goes a little, even more deeper cut, you know? So yeah, because the guardians will be, I don't know if they'll be on earth for infinity war or they'll they'll at least have come in contact with some earthlings. We know they interact with like Spider-Man and and Iron Man. So uh, maybe Tony Stark will give him a, an iPod or something like that. (laughs) But, uh, I'm, I'm really curious to see what like, if any new music show up in uh, in Guardians three, I can't, yeah. can't imagine it won't. But uh, yeah, but man, like what uh, will be? Yeah. Well, who knows where they'll be at that point? So <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's like true. for any, you know, whatever happens in Infinity War. So yeah, and you had mentioned um, listening to commentary and getting some like little bits of uh, information here mm-hmm. and there that uh, you wouldn't have thought of. Um, I've often been perplexed about what the fuck. Peter Quill's shirt says in this movie. It's written in some <laughs> yeah. like I I can tell if it's like Asian writing or I know. if it's it's like alien writing or or, or what it is. Um, and uh, he actually reveals in the commentary that it's uh, the the words on his shirt say gear shift, which is a type of candy that Peter Quill likes. So oh. it's a candy shirt. <laughs> <laughs> which is weird. That's awesome. Yeah. Is it an alien shirt then? Because it'd be something uh, he likes out there, then, right? I, I guess so. He uh, he mentioned um, in the scene where the the ship is crashing and it cuts uh-huh. to a, a Groot, baby Groot, sitting there like eating candies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's such a, a funny shot. Yeah, it is. Um, he he said that people ask him all the time what kind of candy that is, and he said that it's uh, the same candy that was in um, in Peter's uh, ship in the first movie. He said mm. it's just some like alien candy. Okay. So it's not necessarily anything. So it's funny. I I don't know if that. That means that it's um, if the, if the shirt is alien in origin yeah. or or I'm going with that. I, I, yeah, yeah. So I like that. It is, that kind of stuff weird. though is awesome because that's like filling out the world. You know, they're uh, yeah. they make it really feel lived in. Like there's a whole candy out there. Like they didn't need to do that, but it makes yeah. it feel like this is all real. So it's cool. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. fun. That's yeah. uh, I like little little things like that. You get you glean from those commentaries that you don't get anywhere else. That's fun. Yeah. Also on that first battle, uh, he said that uh, I guess that was one of the first things that they shot. Oh, yeah. And the visual effects took almost the entire shoot uh, <laughs> to finish. And uh, the, the final visual effects were completed one week before the European premiere. Damn. Which is insane. 
I do, I wanted to specifically applaud them for the way they shot that scene because mm-hmm. there's so much going on in the background and it looks interesting and like you'd want to watch that in any other movie. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that they did that and I knew it was hella expensive and time consuming to, to edit, you know, to animate all of that. But holy shit, it's so funny just to, instead of focusing on the battle, just to focus on a little guy dancing in front of you. Yeah. And all this stuff go out of the background. It's great. It's so perfect. It's so James Gunn. It's so Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy. It's it's perfect. I love that so much. And James Gunn did the mocap for Dancing Baby Groot as well. Oh, really? So that's, that's all him. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think awesome. he did it in like segments or whatever. But yeah, uh, yeah they, they put the whole thing together. And, and most of that that scene is one continuous shot, or at least when the music's playing. Yeah. After uh, after the music is destroyed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it, uh, it changes back, but uh, but yeah, so. That's good. Um, I also want to point out uh, Star Lord's magic jacket returns in this movie. Ah, um, for for the the first half of this movie, it's the the long duster. Uh huh. Um, even when he arrives uh, on Ego's um, planet or yeah. on Ego itself, uh, he has the long duster. But then, like towards the end of the movie, where they start fighting, uh, the bottom of the jacket <laughs> magically disappears. <laughs> He's got just a, a short one. Damn but, it. Uh, yeah, I was trying to watch for that this time, but I only remembered watching for it in the beginning of the movie, and I was like, "It's always long." Every time I look for it, there you go. <laughs> yeah. I need to pay attention longer. Yeah, that's funny. Uh, speaking of longer, you know, <laughs> the, needs a longer jacket. This episode. <laughs> oh yeah, that too. That too. <laughs> don't don't worry. <laughs> um, let's see what else. What else? Uh, of course, we get the uh, the quote of uh, of Peter calling Rocket a trash panda. Which is oh, hilarious yeah. to me. Yeah, um, I love it. <laughs> I, I I don't even know where <laughs> where that idea came from from uh, James Gunn, but they made I, tons I of jokes it. about Rocket. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a oh, lot. This one. Yeah. That uh, this this movie further cemented that Rocket is my favorite Guardian. Oh yeah. Um, I awesome. just I just like his everything that he does in this movie. I'm just yeah in awe of. He he looks so fucking realistic. He does as a, as a raccoon. Great. Yeah. Uh, that scene, whatever Baby Groot, they they pour all the beer on him or whatever and he's walking back all sad mm-hmm. um and yondu and and rocket are trying to get him to get that stuff <laughs> that was awesome yeah. but when he brings back the eye he's like rocket's like yes yes he's gonna be like <laughs> he's gonna wake up and be like where's my eye <laughs> <laughs> i love rocket's humor yeah oh, yeah good. he's he's a dick he uh he he goes through some some shit in this movie uh with yondu which kind of uh, seems like a weird cool. pairing but uh but i, I like them it together. worked yeah yeah, actually, the the three of them together worked, especially uh-huh. when they do that like corridor walk and where it's like slow motion. Yeah, and uh, you have Baby Groot, and he kind of like does a like chin up type uh-huh. looking thing, like like he's trying to look tough. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's fun. It's uh, I told Amanda too, like in the beginning of this, whenever they were going to uh, Ego's planet and all that stuff, and I was and I guess it was like a quieter moment where they were just kind of talking. I don't even know which characters, but I was like, this is why I like this movie. It's like pretty much this, like. There's mm-hmm. not as much like action. It's really like a more personal story. And uh, I had really gone away from the movie like after all these months of watching it the first time. I only really remembered that for uh, Peter and his dad's relationship and like what happens there. Um, but I I'd totally forgotten about Yondu and Rocket and like Yondu trying to be like a father figure to him or like kind of being like, hey, like I get it because you're me, you know? Right. That yeah. type of stuff. And then um, I remember like some of the conversations, but I didn't remember all the like uh, character growth or whatever with. Um, remind me of the new girl, um, Mantis Mantis. Yeah. With her and, uh, man, I'm like blanking on everybody's names today. That guy, the big guy, Drex, Drex and Mantis. Yeah. 
Um, long morning. Uh, but like their their relationship and stuff, and and trying to get her to to grow as a character, or whatever. Like, there's a lot of different moments like that in this movie. So. Yeah, uh, and Drax thinks she's so gross because, <laughs> yeah. because and and uh, James Gunn men- mentioned this in the commentary. He said, uh, "Yeah, Drax likes uh, big girls, so yep. uh, he doesn't find Amanda's attractive at all." And then, like even <laughs> at the very end, um, he says uh, something to the effect that uh, that Mantis is uh, beautiful as well, but on the inside. Yeah. <laughs> I noticed too. Whenever he's first telling her that she's ugly or whatever, and disgusting, and uh, Gabora walks out, and like I don't know, if it was right there on the steps or later on when they're walking, whatever. But mm-hmm. uh, I think it's right there. Yeah, and Mantis is like, "Yeah, Drax was just telling me how disgusting I am," and Gamora's like, "No, you're not." Like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good segue. I like um, the relationship between Gamora and Nebula in this uh-huh. movie a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I actually then. wanted more of that because. Uh-huh. Um, I really think their their relationship is interesting, and um, in uh, in the commentary, James Gunn mentioned that um, he he specifically pitted them against each other like that and uh, gave them the backstory they did because it's unconventional. Mm, like mm-hmm. um, they're both daughters of Thanos, but uh, Gamora she was raised to be a warrior. She was like the older sister, and all she wanted to do was win. So whenever they had to fight, um, she was she always came out on top of Nebula, mm-hmm. and then. Every time Nebula lost, she got like re-engineered. She had like cybernetics added to yeah. her, and you know she got uh, fucked up. But Nebula, all she wanted to do as a young girl is just look up to her older sister and be like her. Yeah. But um, it didn't work out that way, and so that's like the the main part of their conflict. So even though Gamora is the the character that we root for, like back in the day, she was kind of fucking savage. Yeah. And uh, beat upon <laughs> her sister. So. Um, yeah, I, I really think their relationship is interesting, and I'm mm-hmm. super looking forward to Infinity War to see how oh, that yeah. further plays out because, sure. I mean, Thanos is coming to Earth. Both yeah. of these characters have direct ties to that character, so I'm really looking forward to uh, see how that all plays out. So, uh, for one, that's another, yeah, yet another character thing where it's all this growth, and, like, this movie, again, is, like, even though they fight and there's some, like, action sequences around them that's pretty badass as well, um, my favorite parts about this movie are like the quiet moments and like their their realizations as sisters and stuff instead of just mm-hmm. like warriors. Um, but it, yeah, the whole movie plays out that way, and I thought that was so intriguing when I first saw the movie. I remember coming away from it being like, "Wow, that's not really anything I expected from a, a Marvel movie from from any of this." Um, mm-hmm. That it's like a quieter movie. That it's like really like getting through some stuff to let them move on as characters in the next movies and stuff. So I really kind of applaud them for taking that tact and then. Once I saw it, I was like, oh, I really dig all this, too. And, yeah, I'm totally with you. Their relationship is really intriguing. Um, Mm -hmm. Amanda was asking me, too, and I I was kind of wanting to get your uh, uh, facts about this, whatever, um, from the comics and and the movies and stuff, because I kind of forgot. But are are both of them, like, neither of them are related to Thanos. They're just both, they were both, like, kidnapped by him. Is that right? Or is one of them actually related? Yeah, I'm trying to remember how it works. Uh, Gamora definitely is not blood-related. Right. Um, I, yeah. I don't know if Nebula is or not. Yeah. Um, I would assume not, just because... That's what I thought. Yeah. I thought yeah. they were both just, like, taken like... and, like, trained by him, not really, like... Because they... What Amanda, I think, was getting at is, like, when they were fighting, like, uh, fucking Gamora picks up, like, the machine gun that was, like, off the ship. Yeah. And it's, like, on her shoulder. And, like, obviously, they're not just skilled warriors. They are, like, really strong. Yeah. And so it seems like they have some, like Amanda was like, especially with this movie with like the, the god-like powers, 
of Ego, and then, you know, Thanos, like, she was asking what, if Thanos is also a Celestial, and I forgot, I couldn't remember that either, uh, but then with his daughters, if they were, you know, also had, like, Celestial blood in them, and I was like, I think they're just both kidnapped, so, yeah. whatever, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's that's how it is. I think they're they're both adopted essentially. Okay. Um, I think in the comics, they're they're like races are destroyed or whatever, and he mm. just takes them in and raises them to be his, um, like minions or whatever. Yeah, do the do his bidding. So is yeah. is Thanos a celestial or what? Is, what is he? In no, that? no, he's not a, a celestial. He's just like a, a intergalactic being. Um, okay, I, I can't remember what race he is. Um, Asian, I think, but uh, <laughs> no, no I, I don't. I don't know what his his uh, his origins are. Um, I know that he like destroyed his entire um, race. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I can't remember the wrinkle chins. I think is a, <laughs> that's, that's cool. Yeah, I, I didn't think yeah. he was a celestial, but when she asked that, I was like, you know, I don't really know though. Like, obviously, he's mm-hmm. very powerful. So yeah. no, uh, the. The celestials are all like massively sized, like okay. the the head from nowhere. That's yeah. a celestial's head, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and then ego, the living planet, it's massive as well. So, gotcha. Um, I, I think canonically, all of the the celestials are are incredibly large beings. Okay, cool. Thanos isn't that big. Yeah. So they have a fat club. They're trying to lose <laughs> yeah. weight together. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they fat shame Thanos. That's why he's so mean. Yeah. He's just hungry. Yeah. <laughs> wow. This whole time I didn't know they do just hangry. <laughs> he's gonna get the uh, the infinity gauntlet put together and yeah. he's just gonna binge on some in and out it's gonna be good. <laughs> I, I would love for the uh at, at the end of infinity war which by all takes seems like it's gonna be pretty devastating and people will die and it, uh, instead of the after credits shawarma scene with the avengers it's just him eating in and out by himself <laughs> like these tiny burgers in his in his hands <laughs> i would take that scene Oh, man. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about uh, the most quotable line in this movie, a Mary Poppins, y'all. Oh, uh, yeah. By the legendary Michael Rooker as awesome. Yondu. Um, and uh, let's talk about uh, Yondu a little bit uh, sure. altogether. So um, I, I knew that Yondu was going to be in this movie, but um, he just had not really a cameo in the first movie, but uh, he, he wasn't in it as much. He wasn't yeah. like a main character. Uh, in this movie, he does become a, a main character. And... Um, and it's all he, the better for it. Yeah, so, yeah. For sure. Surprised me. So, so yeah, me too. Um, he's he's not really one note. There, he he has his own story mm-hmm. that he's going through, and um, like I mentioned before, like the 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 trio of uh, well, really the the duo of he and Rocket in this movie, um, they really work out well. And seeing that um, they're kind of mirror images of each other, mm. um, personality wise, anyway, um, I think that's really really pretty well done and um you know the the end of this movie again spoilers uh yondu dies and uh i couldn't believe how attached i was to that that character <laughs> i know it as, as, upon like the first viewing of this it was like holy uh-huh. shit yondu's dead he just got a new fit <laughs> <laughs> which looked really rad yeah and closer to the comics right like, yeah i mean like the-, like the the fin in in the comics is ridiculously large like yeah. it's, it goes down most of its back okay. or whatever but uh but yeah i mean this, this is a step closer to that but uh but yeah yondu's uh, uh sacrifice of himself to save peter that really brings the um the the familial themes of this movie yeah uh, to a point um where uh he he sacrifices himself saves peter and then peter realizes 
well, that was his his true father yeah. the whole time. You know, it's it it really is emotional. Like it really yeah. worked. Um, yeah. I did not expect to go into that movie and get that out of it. So yeah, it's cool. Yeah, um, and the uh, the Ravager or the Ravager funer uh-huh. funer funer. <laughs> Holy shit! The Ravager. I like to shorten the word funeral. You know, <laughs> I call it a funer. <laughs> Got a couple of funers to go to next week. What, what's up? Um, the the Ravager funeral. Um, that uh, the whole thing was like that's kind of capping off that emotion as well. It makes it more yeah. celebratory. Um, before that, we've got Peter's uh, eulogy for Yondu, mm. and uh, I really like Chris Pratt's performance performance in that that scene. Uh-huh. He's uh, rolling tears and everything. You, you could tell that he was really torn up about it and yeah. on the commentary james gunn said that they oh, cool. shot an original version of that scene where it wasn't as emotional but then he was thinking on it he's like we got to go back and, and do something huh. a little bit more for it so that's the interesting the scene that we got and i think it fits a lot better right there as it well. definitely fits well yeah mm-hmm. that'd be uh, uh interesting to see did you watch like deleted scenes or extended uh, scenes no i didn't i didn't watch any of those last I'd night be- no I, I would imagine they wouldn't just include like an alternate like that. But they'd be intriguing to see what else they had there because it works really mm-hmm. well. I think it's like the right level, right level of emotion. So yeah, yeah, yeah that's cool. Um, when the uh, the the other Ravager ships show up and they have the the, the funeral, they have all of the um, it, it essentially looks like fireworks, uh, yeah. kind of celebrating his life. And um, on uh, Fat Man on Batman, Kevin Smith's podcast, uh, when this movie came out, he said that he teared up at a particular oh. point where um, he, he said it was sad during that whole point, but he was in awe of Sean Gunn's performance as yeah. Craglin, where he sees the Ravager ships show up and there's just like, you could see that everybody shows up and he, the, the performance he gives of like, yeah, that yeah. everybody shows up. <laughs> there's almost, you can almost like feel the spit like flying <laughs> on you just because there's like such enthusiasm. Yeah. And um, he's so glad that everybody showed up to recognize his friend's sacrifice, you know, so. I was gonna. I'm glad you mentioned that because I thought he did such a good job with this movie. He he as well. Yeah. Sean Gunn was like a lot more in this movie than I expected, and he does a great job in it. Yeah. And uh, yeah. yeah, you really do feel those emotions. So yeah, that's cool. Yeah, he gets more actual screen time. He yeah. he also doubled as Rocket in uh, both Guardians movies. So yeah, yeah, uh, cool. <laughs> he was doing a lot of uh, extra work on this, but yeah, uh, but yeah. And unpaid, um, too. That's crazy. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he owes his brother a lot. Yeah. You know? He flattened a basketball on him when he was young. And it's like, all right, well, you owe me. If I'm a director someday, you're going to do free acting work for me. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow when James or uh, Sean Gunn went and uh, acted on uh, Gilmore Girls, he had to do that for free as well. Oh, gosh. James Gunn wasn't even involved in that. <laughs> he sleeps on a, a basement couch of, of James Gunn's. He gets right. scraps from the from the food. Right. <laughs> That's how he gets paid. My uh, my last thing I'll, I'll mention about the movie is um, the uh, the cameo appearance uh, appearance of Zune at the end of this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where uh, Peter's uh, so tape... Uh, cassette player is destroyed by ego earlier in the movie and uh so craglin gives him a zune and it's uh what we're all listening to here on earth it holds it holds up to 300 songs yeah his eyes (laughs) get so big 300 songs (laughs) (laughs) so funny so uh yeah i I thought that uh that was that was fun that was good times it was really good and i like it because it really opens up uh guardians 3 that they could have a lot more music on there if they wanted um, oh, for sure. You know, I'm, I'm sure there's not only like, so much time you can show to, to have music playing, but still, 
the idea that it's like not just a tape anymore. I thought that was a cool idea because it was fun and it made sense that he had one tape from his mom and then at the end of Guardians, he gets that second tape and it's like such an emotional surprise. But it's not like he has another present out there with a third tape. And he doesn't have any more cassette tapes to, to like, you know, make himself or whatever. So, yeah, it's like you need to uh, evolve that situation a little bit. And I thought that was a really funny way to do it without doing like an iPod or something. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's a Zune. Oh, my God, a Zune. <laughs> so good. Um, I do want to mention uh, there are some after credits scenes on this movie. How many, uh, Brent? There are five. Holy shit. Five after credits <laughs> scenes. So uh, let's run through those real quick. Cool. Um, so the first one is uh, Craglin. He puts the the fin on his head, and he becomes the new controller of mm. uh, Yondu's telekinetic arrow. And yeah. uh, he ends up uh, sending that off screen into uh, Drax, I think. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And uh, then he runs away like a scared little man, which I would <laughs> do as well. Um, yeah. Pretty insane. Does that happen in the comics, though, that he becomes that? Uh, no, I don't. I, I think uh, Craglin is original to the uh, the MCU. Oh, okay, cool. Well, I like him. Good job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I thought that was fun um, that they could uh, keep that arrow going because that's one of my very favorite effects of the whole series. I think that arrow is really yeah. fun. Yeah, it so. is. It's really imaginative and, uh-huh. and whatnot. The way it's controlled and everything. Yeah. So, looking cool. Um, the the next scene is the um, the Ravager uh, leader, Stakar Ogord, mm. aka Starhawk. He uh, reunites with his ex-teammates, which are the original Guardians of the Galaxy, um, like from the comics. Yeah. And uh, it's cool to see all the, the different cameos and, and that as well. Um, there's a, a severed robot head that yeah. is voiced uncredited by Miley Cyrus. So, <laughs> what? <laughs> so Miley Cyrus is officially part of the MCU as well. Oh, my God. I got to listen to that again. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Probably has a weird like robot tongue that sticks out of its head and <laughs> touches her, her eyebrow or whatever. It's like weird. Uh, Keep it in your face. <laughs> I, uh, that that group, though, I, th- I thought the way I took that, at least, was like that's just kind of like a fun cameo, basically. Yeah. Like, I don't think there's anything happening with them, though, right? No, no. Okay, they cool. don't need to do anything. It's just, yeah, yeah just, just for funsies. Yeah, cool, cool. Yeah. Um, the next one, the third scene, is, uh, <laughs> is where uh, Peter confronts, at this point, a uh, teenage Groot yeah. in his room. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, he's, he's really become a father figure for Groot at this point and uh he can actually understand what Groot is saying now mm-hmm. and uh I just love th- the reaction of a uh, teenage Groot where he like mimics uh, <laughs> Peter like Peter says something to him he's like I am Groot yeah you know? <laughs> real real fucking attitude on this kid <laughs> yeah. um and uh, we know that's going to carry over into uh Infinity War because uh there's a shot of Thor Rocket and uh, teenage Groot on uh like playing a video game or whatever, like in a spaceship yeah, together. Awesome. Oh, and that's uh, one other thing I wanted to mention. I guess uh, in the continuity, this movie takes place just like two months after the first Guardians. Oh, wow. So that would effectively put it in like phase two, but huh. I didn't I didn't uh, do that on our chart because yeah. I'm not going to do that. No. Uh, you, you're not really missing out on anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, so. Uh, that's kind of fun to think about, though. Yeah, yeah. You can like go back events. and, and re, rewatch the, uh, do the Guardian Pass, you know? Yep. That'd be fun to do. Um, the fourth scene is Aisha, the, uh, the gold lady. Mm-hmm. Um, she creates a new artificial being to destroy the Guardians, and uh, we see its cocoon that it's sitting in, and she, uh, she calls it Adam, which is a reference to Adam Warlock, who's a popular cosmic Marvel character mm-hmm. from the comics. So that's what that is. 
<laughs> I was wondering about that too. If that if you thought that was going to be anything. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, like that's what they'll do uh, with that. I guess James Gunn mentioned that he originally had Adam Warlock in this movie as a character, oh, but yeah. he had to take him out just because it was like one character too many. There's already like so many characters in this movie that he was trying to focus on. So uh, maybe in a, a third movie, mm-hmm. this this character would show up. I don't know. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> not, a, not a big Adam Warlock fan. Okay. He's fine. That's It's just too cosmic for me. Yeah. Um, and then the, the final uh, in-credit scene is a group of watchers abandon Stan Lee as he's out there in the cosmos. Stan Lee's trying to uh, regale them with uh, further tales of what he's seen. <laughs> yeah. But uh, they just walk off. Like, fuck it. <laughs> watchers don't have time for this shit, so. Yeah. I was uh, going through the credits. Amanda had gotten on the ground to uh, cuddle with our dog, Savannah, and you know they kept coming on. They kept coming on. I was like, "Oh, and there's another one." She was like, "Really?" And I was like, "And there's another one, and yep. another one." <laughs> I had forgotten how many there were. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really funny. There's though. a lot, but, but they're the, fun. Uh, the 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 credits themselves are kind of fun to watch. They're uh-huh. really like well designed, and yeah. uh, sometimes they're like dancing characters off to the side or whatever. Yeah. So um, no, I like that. Yeah. I like yeah. the dancing characters. Amanda kept... I didn't even notice this the first time. I don't, I don't remember it from the theater, but uh, they replaced some of the words sometimes with a, like, you know, whoever did, like, you know, executive producer or so-and-so or whatever, someone in the cast. Mm-hmm. It'll just say, I am Groot. And then mm-hmm. it, like, flips around and, like, goes to something else. So, like, every time she saw one, she'd be like, I am Groot. I am Groot. <laughs> but it was really funny because I didn't notice it before. And there's a whole bunch of them. They're all throughout it. So, yeah, they did really inventive uh, credit scenes. I like that a lot. Did you think that Amanda had developed a a disorder at a certain point? I thought she had a favorite character, and uh, (laughs) maybe she wasn't going to speak to me anymore except for I am Groot, so we'll see. (laughs) She's like, I am Groot, and you're like, I am business. (laughs) Throwing it back. (laughs) Um, All right, so let's uh, let's talk about the the Rotten Tomatoes score, Mm -hmm. which uh, I looked up last night, and it's sitting at an 83%. Yeah. How does how does that make you feel, Stephen? Uh, I think this one should be a little bit higher. Um, yeah. I don't remember what the other Guardians was though. Do you remember that one? Uh, I think that that one's at a ninety one percent. Yeah. So that one, right. like, I feel like this was pretty on par for me with the first Guardians. Mm-hmm. Um, I like them about as uh, maybe like a little bit less, but not not too much. Um, but I really like this movie. It's really mm-hmm. fun. Uh, the first time I saw it in theaters, I was really surprised, pleasantly surprised, about how the uh, story took off and what they did with everything with all the characters. So. Um, I thought this was one of my, I, I thought this was a, a, definitely a worthy entry into the uh, uh, phase three and everything. So yeah, fits yeah, in with the other good ones. Yeah, totally agree. Um, let's go to our ratings. Okay. Clearly, that makes sense. I can yep. barely even discern what this eighty-three um, percent means. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't even know what that's supposed to. Yeah, what we're yeah. supposed to gain from that? So yeah, yeah. What's the scale even? Yep. Come on. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, are, is it a Celsius? Is it a Fahrenheit? Who knows? Nobody knows. <laughs> I'm not sure a temperature works either, guys. <laughs> um, I do have a, a, a little surprise for our, okay. uh, our ratings. Uh, I have to step away real quick, though. For okay. This. So, okay. one second. All right. So, uh, as we've uh, mentioned recently, I have not had a, uh, a PIB extra, as they are called, I guess, uh, oh. in a while. Uh, so I had wanted something to uh, maybe keep me up because we're going to start packing today and I uh, needed something to, to keep me going. So I did not get a Mr. Pibb because I couldn't really find one. But when I was in the <laughs> checkout line, they had a uh, Dr. B from, from HEB. 
And uh, it's about the same thing, you know, uh, that it's going to be some kind of Dr. Pepper knockoff. So it was 75 cents. That's really why I got it for, a, you know, they're usually like, what, a dollar, fifty, two dollars now for like a bottle like this. So yeah, I was like, yeah. 75 cents, you know, I can give that a shot. So I figured uh, this movie in no way is a uh, Mr. Pibb to me, but I figured I might as well grab one today and try this out on the show. So okay, we'll see what I think. It uh, might, might surprise me. Who knows? Steven is drinking. You know, it does surprise me, Brent. Oh, wow. Um, wow. Okay. This is going to throw my going whole rating scale one? off. Yep, I'm going back for a second. Okay. He's drinking again. Really mulling it over. That tastes... Okay. Now I need a Dr. Pepper. Because <laughs> that tastes just like Dr. Pepper to me. Holy shit. But I haven't had one in a little while. Huh. That's throwing my whole my whole world out of whack, Brent. I gotta. I, I was fully expecting that to be just like mediocre, just not good. Didn't like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I am pleasantly pleasantly surprised with that as well. So, wow. Now a rating scale makes no sense. Uh, <laughs> maybe it's because it's a Doctor B and not a Mister Pib or a Pib yeah, extra. I, so. I, I still think uh, Pib still could yeah. be an, a one for you, yeah. the equivalent of a one. Um, and you know, all, all the other, you know quote-unquote knockoff versions yeah they're they're fair game i would say i guess so man this is uh throw me for a loop i'm really sorry everybody i'm i'm kind of out of it now uh, i don't know what to say for myself so <laughs> wow, a, a shocking revelation <laughs> but uh well let's get back into our 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 actual ratings for this movie yeah. and uh i would for me i would definitely say this is uh, pizza so oh wonderful wow yeah that's higher than i thought it would be for me oh yeah no oh, yeah. yeah i yeah. like this movie a lot um i really like the character development and stuff so yeah uh yeah for me this is this movie is dinosaurs um i cool. enjoy the shit out of this movie awesome and uh i will watch it again you have my word there you go <laughs> i'm it i'm very uh intrigued to listen to the commentary in that now too so um uh, now that i know that he did the one for this i'm like all right that's a good one for for mm-hmm. this so i watched this on netflix though because i i love that uh oh, that, yeah. like disney netflix have this deal that's how i watched dr strange as well it's just on netflix now so i was like that's cool because i don't want to buy dr strange uh, but this one, I actually would. I would own this one. So once that deal goes away, I'm sure I'll be buying it. But for now, it's cool. I can just watch it on there. So if anybody else wants to, pick it up. I mean, there you go. I forget that that started with Doctor Strange. That was like the first MCU movie that was I, part of that, yeah. that deal. Yeah. Or, well, I think Civil War is on there too, actually. I think it's oh, like, yes. Yeah, I think it's right. all of yeah, uh, Phase yeah. 3, I guess. But it's like oh, yeah, Spider-Man and stuff aren't on there. So it was like just a few of them. I don't really know how that deal worked. Yeah, maybe it's not with Sony. I know there's like a, yeah. a six to eight month delay. Okay. On having them hit there. Same thing with like the the Disney movies uh-huh. uh, and Pixar. But uh, but yeah, I'm intrigued. That's I mean, I like watch them. I'll buy. I'll, I'm gonna buy Spider Man Homecoming as well, so we can watch that mm-hmm. soon. There's no you know question about that. But uh, it's still cool. I mean, anytime these things out on Netflix, I was kind of shocked because they're such big movies still um, yeah. in my head. You know that they weren't that long ago, so that was cool. Um, well, speaking of uh, MCU, I'm going to uh, look at my little chart here. And in fact, Spider-Man Homecoming is the next one. Uh, now, we've already done an episode over Spider-Man Homecoming and, mm-hmm. and Thor Ragnarok, which are the next two in line here. But um, yeah, I'm still going to to watch them like leading up into uh, Infinity War, uh-huh. just for funsies, just for yep. fun. Hey. Um, so uh, go check out that, those episodes if, uh, if you haven't already. All right. So I feel like it's time. That we test our might, Stephen. 
I think yeah. it's time for us to step into the ring and and see which pop culture character we think is better between Mickey Mouse and Bugs Bunny. I believe it's time for pop culture combat. Pop culture combat. So we put out a poll uh, last last episode, and uh, to to see what the audience thought of uh, of the bout between Mickey and Bugs Bunny, mm-hmm. and uh, the winner of that of the, the audience poll will receive a point. Now Stephen and I, we've got we each have a uh, have four points that we can divvy up. Okay. So the kind of the basic rules that we've we sussed out are we can't do any half points. So we can't, you know, credit like half point to each character. We have to have one full point for each of our four, um, four bits of criteria that mm-hmm. we've got. Uh, however, the audience, if somehow we get a 50-50 vote on a contender, that point can be split in half. Mm. So not to make it overly complicated, <laughs> <laughs> even though it kind of is. Uh, but that didn't happen this time. No. Uh, the audience did have one character that they voted for, and we will reveal that in a little bit. But uh, for the criteria that we're going through, um, we've got, uh, like I said, we've got four essential bullet points that uh, that we used to make our decisions. And we haven't revealed our decisions to each other. So yeah. I don't know what you picked. I know. You, yeah. You don't know what I've picked. And um, I'm very excited. Um I stayed up late working on this, and uh, <laughs> I hope you all appreciate my work. <laughs> but um, the, the the four different criteria points that we're going with are nostalgia, pop cultural impact, fisticuffs, and personal preference. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it it could be a split decision for yep. you know just one of us. Who knows? Who I know. knows about how it will shake out. Um, Amanda asked me if, you know, if I had researched about this and I was like, no, because most of the things I think it's like stuff I either know or like, I don't want, for me, I didn't want research to play into it. I I was like, I have my personal preferences like anybody else that voted in that poll. So I wanted to go into it with that. Uh, and then she was like, well, well, so who's, who do you think is going to win for, for, for me alone? Like, who do I think is better? And I was like, I don't know. And she was like, what do you mean you don't know? Don't you have like an argument to go into that? And I was like, no, I'm going to argue, like, we're going to talk about stuff and I'm going to, I'm going to make my decisions in the moment. So I don't know about you. Okay. I don't have my, my decision made yet, so... Uh, oh, I, I have locked in everything. <laughs> Excellent. This is fun, though. I've, uh, yeah. I've, I've put together so many notes, it's almost to psychopath levels. Like, I'm afraid, that if, for whatever reason, if police bust in here and they, they look at my <laughs> iPad right now, they're going to be like, this guy, this guy's messed up. He needs this guy's to, sick. He needs to be locked away and <laughs> the key thrown away. Um, so... Uh, for fun, I do think it's uh, would be good to uh, start with uh, maybe some trivia about the contenders. Cool, yeah. Just for uh, for for context, so um, uh, I want to go over the first appearance, uh, the first appearance of each character. So Mickey's uh, first appearance, he debuted in Steamboat Willie from November eighteenth, nineteen twenty eight. So oh wow! He's been around for pretty close to to uh well 90 years at this point yeah uh, coming up Damn, on 100 wow. years of, uh, of mickey mouse um now mickey mouse was not walt disney's first cartoon character that credit actually goes to oswald the lucky rabbit mm-hmm. and um ironically a rabbit 
if you think about oh, it. Oh, wow, yeah. Uh, with, the, with the contenders we've got here. There you go. Um, but uh, wow, Oswald this, was... This could have been Oswald versus... Like, Oswald the Rabbit versus Bugs Bunny. That would have been really interesting. Potentially. Hold it for out there. If if Disney's main character was a rabbit, would Warner Brothers' main character be a rabbit? Probably Ooh. not. Maybe, like, Porky Pig or something like it that. It could have been know? a mouse. A whole new character. Holy shit. What? Thanks for what a bit, a bit flipped around. That has blown my mind. I didn't I know, even think I, about that. I know. I need to take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Oswald, his uh, he was sold to Universal, and Disney wanted yeah. to go in a different direction, but they were like, nah, son, we got this rabbit. So why don't you finish out your contract, do what you got to do, make these Whoa. cartoons, because he's ours, bitch. Wow. So then... So then Disney was like, girl, he started snapping off his fingernails, uh-huh. put, putting his hair up in a, a ponytail. Yep. He's ready to start kicking some ass. Uh, but uh, instead, he just uh, made a new character that looked uh, almost the same. So uh, <laughs> I'm imagining Walt exciting. Disney taking off his fingernails like, all right, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if you've never seen Oswald the, the Lucky Rabbit, uh, he essentially looks like Mickey Mouse, uh, except he doesn't have gloves or shoes. And uh, he has blue shorts instead of red. But uh, otherwise, it, it's they look very similar. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Walt uh, took Mickey Mouse and he kind of built his empire off of the the back of Mickey. Mm-hmm. And uh, so yeah, there's uh, some information on uh, the mouse. What about you? Have information on Bugs? I'm glad you asked, Stephen. Uh, Bugs' first appearance was in A Wild Hair from July 27th, 1940. So oh, wow. Twelve years after. Okay. After uh, Mickey debuted. Um, now, there was a proto-Bugs that mm. appeared earlier, a couple of years earlier, in Porky's Hare Hunt in uh, April 30th, 1938. And um, I'm surprised that Porky Pig existed before Bugs yeah. Bunny. I don't know why. I just assumed that mm. Bugs was like the the yeah. start of it all. He's I like guess. the cornerstone, yeah, I feel, yeah. for Warner Brothers, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, there was a, um, a rabbit character in that cartoon that um, he didn't really have the personality traits of Bugs Bunny, but mm-hmm. I, he was kind of like a like a gray rabbit, so um, some people will say that was the, the original appearance, but the first like canonical appearance is uh, in 1940s, A Wild Hare. Uh, and for some additional trivia, these characters have appeared on film together only once, and that is in 1988's Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Hey! And that's, first of all, that movie still fucking holds up. Yep. What a great film. And... Um, <laughs> It's a, uh, a Disney-produced movie, and Warner Brothers contractually said that Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck have to appear in as many frames of film <laughs> as Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck. So that's that's the case here. Interesting. So equal amounts. Well, we, and we've talked about doing that on the show before, and I would love to do that movie because oh, I yeah. know you like it a lot. I used to love it. I haven't seen it in years, but uh, that would be really fun to do. Fuck yes. Yeah. Fuck yes. So soon. All right. So let's uh, let's move on to our, our first topic. I figure we'll reveal the, the audience's score at the end and uh, credit that point where we where we need to. Um, so we'll start with nostalgia. I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and start. So okay. on nostalgia, um, I don't really have a whole lot of nostalgia for either of these characters hmm. when I was from when I was younger. Uh-huh. Um, I was uh, I was really too focused on the Ninja Turtles and other like Disney adjacent mm. uh, properties uh-huh. um, like Darkwing Duck and, and Tailspin and stuff like that. But um, for uh, for Mickey Mouse, not really, not a not a whole lot of uh, cartoons that he appeared in on like 
afternoons or on Saturdays when I was growing up. Uh-huh. Um, Looney Tunes was around, and I remember watching Looney Tunes after school or uh, maybe before school, whatever. It was it was on, but it was never anything. I was like, oh, it's wheat, Looney Tunes or Bugs Bunny. Yeah. It was just like, well, I guess I'll watch this until I get to the next thing, you know? Yeah. It's kind of just something to watch to, to be able to... Uh, to start your cartoon adventure for that day. Yeah, but um, not the one you're looking forward to. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I remember my dad liking the Looney Tunes um, uh, when he was growing up, but uh-huh. um, I don't know. It, it just uh, just kind of seemed odd to me. Or not odd, but uh, just just couldn't get as into them as I, I would anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want to not give a point to something because that breaks the oath uh, that we've taken, the uh, mm-hmm. Hippocratic Oath. Of sorts. <laughs> and uh, so to determine which one I liked better and which one I would give a point to, um, I, I thought back to, you know, the, the various Disney holiday specials that they had back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would typically come on on, on primetime. Mm-hmm. So there was like uh, Halloween cartoons that uh, Disney would put out. And it had some other characters, but I remember there being... Um, some uh, some Mickey cartoons where they go to a haunted house or whatever and mm-hmm. interact with some dancing ghosts, smoking moral bureau cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I also had a, a Mickey Mouse uh, wristwatch when I was younger as well. Yeah. That I fucking loved. So <laughs> I, I might bring I was that up like, too. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, for that reason, I am crediting one nostalgia point to Mickey Mouse. Oh, interesting, interesting. Okay. So a few points there are kind of similar or uh, spark some interest in me. Um, so I also feel like I don't have a huge thing about this one for either character, but I have a, maybe a little more nostalgia for both. I feel like, um, for one, I wanted to mention right off the bat that last week you were very insistent that this is not about like theme parks, because uh, obviously like you know Mickey would win for that, because uh, Disney theme parks are like outrageous. Uh, but it's also like not about like supporting characters and other stuff like that. So um, this one's hard for me because I used to like growing up. I was uh, really into art and artists, and I I, I liked uh, Leonardo da Vinci for a long time. And I used to go to the library and get books on him. And then I got really into animation for a while, and I was really into Walt Disney. And I used to go just like on my own, just to, like do research and stuff. So it's not so much like Mickey for me, but there's like a lot of like Walt Disney. So I don't want to necessarily pull that in though, right? But uh, there is something there that that was a big part of my youth, so there is some nostalgia factor. Um, I I feel like I remember some things about Mickey, but I remember watching like Looney Tunes more, and I did like Buzz a lot, uh, bu- Bugs a lot, mm-hmm. um, where uh, it was more like the like cartoons and stuff that I would watch like coming home. And um, but I don't remember like I don't remember like Looney Tunes as much. I remember like watching some of those around, but not like seeking them out. Uh, but I had to look it up on my phone to remember who was in it. But uh, Tiny Tunes I used to like a lot. Do you remember Tiny Tunes? Yeah. Uh, with with Babs and Buster Bunny. Uh, mm-hmm. And I like that kind of stuff. But uh, there is, there's something about Mickey to me, though, that I just really like. And the watch thing you said reminded me, too. That, like, um, in the early 90s, uh, my brother, uh, my oldest brother is 10 years older than me, Jeff. And uh, he graduated in 94. And for some reason, his graduating class was huge, huge into Mickey Mouse. And I don't know if this was like across the country at that time, like there's some like resurgence about it. And so I got really into Mickey Mouse because I looked up to my older brother, obviously. And uh, so I had a, a Mickey watch that I cherished for years and years. And it might have actually even been from Jeff. Like he had it and gave it to me or something like that. I can't remember right now, but 
I remember it had like a leather band. It was pretty nice actually, and it had Mickey's like hands were the hands. Was it a black leather band? It, mine was brown. Oh, okay. Uh, was yours black? Yeah, and I remember um, eventually when I was younger, I uh, I stopped wearing that watch, mm -hmm. moved on to a Power Rangers one. You know, moving up in life. Nice. And uh, this guy named Jeff said he wanted to buy my watch. <laughs> He's like, hey, I got, have the brown band <laughs> to put on. It's like, okay, man, you seem cool. Did he uh, body slam you on a couch and take it anyway and walk away? Because that was that was Jeff around that time. Uh, I'm trying to remember. This is around the time I got a concussion for some uh -huh. reason. Um, that makes sense. Wait a minute. Wait a second. What? <laughs> That's not. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know we were connected that young. Look at that. It's Nobody all connected, Stephen. There you go. We've we've proved that multiple times over, and I just haven't gotten to that lesson for some reason. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I have, I, have, I have this nostalgia thing outside of you know the cartoons or whatever outside of that character. I I liked, I had like Mickey stuff for a while. I liked Mickey because my brother liked Mickey, so I I was really into that in that time period. And I think I would have to give it to it almost in in terms of uh, nostalgia because it's baked into my childhood that I wanted to be an animator for so long. And that had everything to do with Mickey Mouse and Disney and nothing to do. Like, I never I never watched Looney Tunes and thought, oh, I want to do this someday. But I watched Disney and was like, I want to do this someday. Um, okay. So that was always a goal. So uh, something about it, I, I think I also have to give my nostalgia point to Mickey Mouse. Wow. Okay. So. Two for the mixture. Oh, wow. man. Exciting. Didn't expect it. <laughs> <laughs> this is real exciting. <laughs> All right. So uh, we can lead to the pop cultural impact. Yes. All right, so for pop cultural impact, believe it or not, I've got a few notes here. So, oh, um, and as you mentioned, I didn't want to involve any of the the theme parks uh, in the mm -hmm. decision process or uh, extra characters or anything like that or uh, su supporting characters. That's, but this is where that really comes into play for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Now, for this, it's going to be tricky because both of these characters have associations with major theme parks. Mm -hmm. um, but I didn't necessarily include that in in my judgment mm -hmm. on this one. Yeah. So um, to me, Mickey is immediately recognizable with his silhouette and the ears. You know, you, you see those three circles, you know it's Mickey Mouse right away. Yeah. Like you'll see that on uh, Disney Channel, all kinds of Disney merchandise, all of that stuff. You immediately know what that character is. I don't think Bugs has that. Like if somebody has mm -hmm. rabbit ears on, first you're going to think, oh, is it Easter? Are you yeah. the Easter Bunny? Where's my candy? <laughs> Start shaking down children for some chocolate. Yeah. But um, uh, or they're potentially a, a Playboy Bunny. Mm. Again, I'm trying to get some chocolate from them. I just assume <laughs> everyone has chocolate. <laughs> so um, I, I think Mickey's recognizability uh, is, is certainly a, 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 a feather in his cap. Yeah. Um, now Mickey also pioneered three-fingered cartoon characters. Well, three uh -oh. fingers and a thumb. So um, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, he had like a full five fingers huh. or a four fingers and a thumb. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, Walt Disney decided with Mickey Mouse, he would just remove one of those fingers <laughs> surgically. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, that would save, um, there's a number out there, like the estimated savings for the animation or whatever over the course of like a year or whatever. And it was like thousands of dollars that they would huh. save by not animating that, that fourth, uh, finger. So, uh, so yeah, that really started with Mickey. And another thing that started with Mickey was, uh, white gloves on cartoon characters mm -hmm. that was done for the purposes of whenever Mickey would, uh, like gesture to himself and put his like hand in front of his chest. You can really see what his hand was doing or if his, his, uh, 
hand was by his ear or something like that. It, it just looked weird. Huh. So they put white gloves on him, so it would there would be some contrast for, you know, gesturing and, and whatnot, sure. uh, especially when his hands in front of his his already uh, black body. So um, and that's been carried through through a number of characters, including Bugs Bunny himself, who wears those gloves. So um, that's that's a, a pretty big thing as well. However, for Mickey, his biggest film was Fantasia, and he he wasn't mm. even in the whole thing. Yeah, he's just in the, uh, the like sorcerer uh, thing where he's also a janitor, I guess. So uh, <laughs> the, yeah, the sorcerer's janitor. Uh huh. It's yeah. a good cycle. Yeah, yeah, everybody loves that one. <laughs> um, and uh, I remember going to see Fantasia when I was younger, and I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, like, I. Uh, I don't know. I don't, it's been a long I, time since I saw that. Yeah, I was never yeah. too into Infantasia. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't even have the the itch to go back and rewatch it, even though mm-hmm. I like uh, those old Disney movies. It's just yeah, uh, I, I I don't I don't think it's for me. Yeah. Um, kind of. I you. love I love musicals. So weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, Bugs, uh, even though he was popular, you know, from his creation uh, in 1940 up through World War II. He actually didn't appear in any new cartoons between 1964 and 1976. Huh. So he had a 12-year run where he didn't show up in any new content that Warner Brothers Crazy. made. Crazy. Yeah, it's insane. And um, he did appear later in various TV specials, you know, from the late 70s through the early 90s. So that kind of brought him back a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he came back in a big way in 1996 mm. in the movie Space Jam. Yeah. And uh, people went apeshit over it. And uh, that movie uh, was a financial hit. Not a critical one, but a financial hit. The worldwide gross on that movie was north of $230 million. Yeah, that's pretty crazy, man. (laughs) Um, Another note on Bugs is he actually beat Mickey Mouse to an official postage stamp in 1997. Wow. Which is surprising. So um, I'm actually surprised it took both of them that long. Yeah, I know, right? That's kind of weird. Man, there's a... There's some good points either way. Oof. Yeah, that's help. Huh. Uh, but for me, mm-hmm. I'm going to have to give my point to Mickey again mm. because, like I said, immediately recognizable. Yeah. And he started the trend of three-fingered cartoon characters with white gloves. So Yeah, um, that's a good point. Yeah. It's hard yeah. to refute that whenever Bugs like copied something directly off of Mickey. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's kind of tough with that. So another point. For the mixture. All right, Stephen, what say you? Um, so I don't, I don't have any notes. I was I was kind of winging it because I was one of my feelings to come out here. Uh, the points you brought up there were very interesting to me, and um, that really does you might almost me. say they're written with overly meticulous <laughs> noting, <laughs> almost like a psychopath. Yeah, uh, which we've established before. We both are, so that's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I think you're right. I think the iconic like circle you know, view of Mickey, like that's, um, that's like a, a marketing person's like dream, right? To have like an easy, recogni- easily recognizable symbol for that. Uh, that's like based on their main character. Like people will know that so well. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've really done a good job. And it's, it, it really is hard to separate his, his extensive um, Disney properties outside of just Mickey himself, like with the theme parks and everything else. Uh, or in, in general, just with like that Mickey symbol, like they hide that all over the park. They hide that in movies. Um, he's really transcended anything of himself. But that's hard. That's what's hard about this uh, pop culture combat is because it, that is outside of him. It, it has transcended mm-hmm. him. So that's not Mickey anymore. 
really, uh, so you have to kind of take those out, but it's hard because that's, that is his impact. So yeah. um, I think with, with bugs for me though, like when I think about him, if I, before the points that you made, if, if I just thought about them, like there's not much I can really say about bugs. Uh, Space Jam is really the main one that I can think of that it's like, yeah. yeah, he really did like, especially for our youth. And I'm surprised we didn't bring that up for nostalgia, by the way, because I'm hugely nostalgic for Space Jam. So, uh, but I didn't even go there at all. But, uh, but yeah, there's not as much even with that. I mean, that, that that's like one thing, you know. And I don't really, mm-hmm. um, I don't know that he's had as much impact outside of that. Um, and, and overall, with Looney Tunes, I don't know that Looney Tunes has. So, um, I, I think I have to give my point to Mickey as well on on pop cultural impact. Okay. Wow. We're uh, we're two for two here. This is this is playing out differently than I expected. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, I was curious where you would go with it, so. Yeah. yeah. Well, you're finding out. I, yeah. Everybody well, is. <laughs> let's find out further. <laughs> we busted out into fisticuffs. Now, this was a suggestion oh, by some of your, your work peeps, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So um, they wanted to, this wasn't one of our original bullet points, but yeah. uh, when you mentioned it to me via text, <laughs> I was like, oh, man, that's such a good idea. Yeah. Like, yeah. How? If So... If the, the two characters or properties that we're discussing of pop culture combat got into a fight, they busted it out into fisticuffs, mm-hmm. what character would persevere? Which character would win? Um, and this one I didn't even make notes on. Um, this oh, one cool. seemed like a, uh, a slam dunk of sorts mm-hmm. to me. Um, there's one character between these two that um, seems a little more prone to violence yeah. and um, isn't necessarily violent in and of his, uh, his own personality, but mm-hmm. upon being provoked, he will get you back with disastrous consequences. Mm-hmm. While the other character is really kind of, uh, well, it has to be said, a little milk toast on the action oh, side of things. okay. So that is why I'm giving my fisticuffs point to Bugs Bunny. Oh, okay, okay. Um, I feel like uh, he can handle himself in a scrap. Uh, Mickey yeah. is not necessarily prone to uh, to doing so. It's this one's a little tough because, um, like you said, like even not even just bugs, but uh, like Disney versus Warner Brothers. Like Warner Brothers is in that kind of um, violent uh, and especially the old ones, racist. I guess they were all kind of racist. Uh, yeah, but, <laughs> both but of them violent. Them, yeah. uh, and like Disney doesn't really do the violence as much. Uh, what I will bring into this. Uh, fray though is if you take uh, Mickey from the Sorcerer's Apprentice thing from uh, Fantasia and you give him a wand like I don't know if they have weapons but mm-hmm. uh, that might throw the, the game in his favor against bugs I don't know uh, okay. if, if you were to bring in you know props from his other roles who knows but I, I totally agree with you and this one's uh, I think it's uh, I'm hoping this pop culture combat is fun enough for everybody because so far we're agreeing on everything, but mm-hmm. on the fisticuffs, it's kind of hard. I mean, like, you have one violent character versus a non-violent character, or you have a, a character that's in a world of violence, basically, and, and one that's not. So uh, I also have to give this to Bugs Bunny. So Okay. Um, I did want to, like you said, though, I want to give a shout-out to my friends at work, so thank you guys for, uh, not that you listen to this, but thanks for uh, helping me out with these. We were asking about some uh, some other pop culture combat um showdowns of who we could do and they have lots of great ideas and then one of them was like well they didn't even like suggest it as a a fight they were just like that's how like one person was just going for it when i asked them who would who was better bugs bunny or mickey mouse like in pop culture combat they were like all Mm -hmm. right well who would win in a fight 
and just like went into it. And uh, so I was like, oh, that's a great idea. So uh, I'm glad that was added to this. I think it's really fun. So yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, and it worked out because these are cartoon characters and not, uh, uh, you know, objects or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll see how this plays out in other ones. <laughs> it's still fun though. So on to the next and final criteria, which yeah. is personal preference. So this is uh, mostly anything goes, as long as you're not, you know, going outside of, uh, you know, bringing in other characters or, uh-huh. or uh, theme park rides or whatever. You know, it's 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 really kind of personalized to you. So um, let me let me go through mine here. So yeah, um, I do think that Bugs Bunny. Um, is kind of a, a boring color for a cartoon character. He's gray. Oh, okay. Like, they couldn't. They, you've got a whole slew of character mm-hmm. colors to choose from, and when he was created, they did have color cartoons. Okay. So it's not yeah. like he was just like a holdover from that. Um, well, if I can interject, I, I have yeah. Tiny Toons still up on my uh, phone here, and they're pink and blue. Yeah. So yeah, you can obviously be different colors for a bunny in that world. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll accept it. You know. Yep. It's 2018. All colors. <laughs> so, um, so even though he is a a, um, a boring color, I think it it still works for him in a way. Mm-hmm. It, it has to because it's he's immensely popular, Bugs Bunny. Yeah. So, I, evidently that that color isn't holding him back, um, and it never should. The color of your skin should never <laughs> hold you back. Be who you are. Come on, Dare Bugs, stand up for yourself. <laughs> Um, now, Bugs has a number of catchphrases. Uh, obviously, you've mm. got, eh, what's up, Doc? You've got, should have taken that left turn at Albuquerque, which we've said on the podcast before. And fittingly enough for this podcast, of course, you know, this means war. Mm. Mickey doesn't have that. He's got, oh, boy. That's it. <laughs> that was pretty good, too. That's all he's got. Yeah. I practice a lot. Nice. <laughs> That's why I was up so late. <laughs> so. Brandy's like, go to bed. <laughs> So, um, you know, I, I, I do have to give Bugs the, the credit for that. Um, okay. He's got catchphrases, and th- that's that's just some of them. I pulled up Bugs, yeah. Bug, uh, Bugs Bunny catchphrases last night, and there was a large list. I did the same thing for Mickey Mouse. There's literally, oh boy, that, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, uh, as we discussed, uh, Bugs tends to be more violent than Mickey, but uh, usually only if he's provoked. So... Um, even though he's he's violent though, I he's still family friendly. It's all in like yeah. cartoon violence. Um, he has invincible fingers evidently because he can just put those in the barrel of a gun, mm-hmm. make the gun explode. Um, so that's pretty fucking cool. That does happen uh, in real life. Don't try it, but it does. <laughs> <laughs> it won't shoot your hand off. That's for sure. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, now, one thing we have to discuss when you're talking about Bugs Bunny and him as a character, there's one thing that needs to be brought up. It's been mentioned in pop culture before. Um, you just really need to look back at the movie Wayne's World. Mm. Uh, yes. Bug, Bugs Bunny would occasionally <laughs> yes. dress as a woman. <laughs> um, and uh, did you did you ever find Bugs Bunny attractive <laughs> when he dressed like a girl bunny, Brent? I mean, I would often already be jerking off when I'm watching sure. that. Yeah. So you were what, you like know. seven? So yeah, makes sense. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm an early starter. Um, but uh, yeah so I I can't decide if uh, him dressing as a woman is uh, weird or progressive Um, Mm -hmm. maybe a little bit of both yep 
not weird that a, a male character would dress as a woman, but just like weird that they would make him so sexually attractive. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, they, like they really went out of the way <laughs> to uh, to have him wear like high heels and um, give him like large breasts. Um, <laughs> it's just they, they really like put a lot of effort into uh-huh. it. And I, I feel like that uh, that uh, that like maybe kickstarted the the furry community. Or something like that. <laughs> but also, hey, you know, uh, he's he's wearing women's clothes and he's he's owning it. He's making it his own. So yep. that's I. You know what? I'm gonna go ahead and and, uh, and say that's a feather in his cap as well. Yeah. Um, now there are two modern versions of Bugs Bunny. Um, one from 2011's The Looney Tunes Show, and then mm. one from 2015's New Looney Tunes, Uh-oh. which is in the uh, the artwork that I posted to our Twitter and Instagram. Uh, begging people for votes, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and uh, I actually like both of those character designs. I think they they did a great job. They look wildly different from each other, but they're both they're both recognizable as Bugs Bunny. So interesting. Um, yeah, I, I really like that. I was uh, kind of impressed by Looney Tunes. Like, it wasn't until I looked it up that I realized that they had the uh, the updated 2015 version. Um, he, uh-huh. he looks a little more skinny, and um, he he also looks a little more hand drawn. Than uh, maybe oh, something like '70s cartoons or whatever. It looks cool, whatever the case. Um, then the new voice actor has a, a weird voice, though. I don't oh know. yeah, not not about it. They've got uh, YouTube clips of both the new Looney Tunes show and the new Mickey Mouse shorts on YouTube. So if you want to go check those out, you can. I watched one of each just to keep things even, uh-huh. and um, didn't want to uh, to cause any fouls. But, uh, but yeah, so they're they're out there if you want to go check them out. Now, so jumping over to Mickey, um, while Bugs is more violent, but in a kind of a cartoonish way, Mickey is more fully family friendly, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not really any, any case of uh, like the, the modern version interacting with um, anything that's too violent, I don't think. There's not a lot of uh, even like anvils dropping on characters or whatever. Oh, um, yeah. It's just, I don't know, somehow it just seems more family friendly uh, altogether. Um, now, Mickey's voice is kind of annoying, so maybe that's a barrier. <laughs> maybe that's why uh-huh. he doesn't have a like a full-length movie, even though they could make one, because um, that would be a, a lot of dialogue to have to have to put out like this the whole time. <laughs> For most of my life, uh, Mickey Mouse had a Caucasian face, which is my least favorite version of Mickey Mouse, because hmm. it's so weird. It's like, don't worry, this. This character, he's a mouse, but he's a white mouse. He's still a white he's, mouse. He's okay. He's okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it, it always seemed weird to me. I always uh, liked the, the old school, like, Steamboat Willie um, kind of uh, white face, Mickey Mouse, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. Um, and uh, Mickey's current <laughs> modern design um, uh, from 2013 is fantastic. It's simultaneously retro and modern. Um, he's, he's back with the, the white face. He has the pie eyes again uh-huh. and, um, it just, it just looks great the, the way it's drawn. Uh, it looks hand drawn as well, but in a different way, maybe with a, kind of a, a thicker brush stroke on uh-huh. its, uh, on its outline, but, uh, it looks awesome. And, um, kind of just generally I find, uh, his Mickey, like the Mickey Mouse cartoons, uh, both new and old typically to be more funny than um, the the Bugs Bunny cartoons. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, kind of what you were saying earlier about uh, going to check out uh, books from the library about um, like drawing and, and whatnot and kind of gravitating yeah. more towards the Disney side of things. 
Uh, to me, Mickey doesn't just represent Disney as a brand, he represents animation as a whole. Uh-huh. Like when I see Mickey Mouse, I think of like animation. So uh, for that reason, personal preference point goes to Mickey Mouse. Wow, okay. <clears throat> All right, that was a, good, uh, a lot of good stuff there. Um, that's my filibuster. <laughs> um, let's see, where am I going to dive in? Okay, so uh, lots of good points, once again. Um, I feel like, for my personal preference, all of these things, you know, like the stuff we talked about, besides the fisticuffs, I guess, um, the nostalgia mainly and then the pop culture impact, like all that plays in because uh, we did kind of grow up with these things. And what I was trying to think about is outside of just pop cultural impact is uh, kind of like you were saying with like the animation stuff. It's like their impact overall, like just like on society, like outside of pop culture, just like on culture. And um, yeah, I, I agree with that. That like Mickey um, is kind of like how do I word that. He he is kind of the incarnation of like the beginning of of real animation like taking off for a medium um, in the world. Like obviously there was stuff before that, but. Um, it's, it's kind of like he was part of that movement to get us where we are today, and so it's like, how can you how can you throw that away? Even Bugs Bunny or the Looney Tunes and stuff like were like more like 30s and 40s and kind of were, came about as like a response to Disney um, coming out with Mickey Mouse and all the other stuff they were coming out with. So I think it's really hard to pull it away even from my personal preference um, that is in play there. Um, when I think back about my childhood, I, I feel like I watched more of the like Tiny Toons. Like I didn't watch a lot of Disney, like a lot of Mickey stuff growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also can't take away that both of these, I, I want to throw out there, both characters and both Warner Brothers and Disney and these, these characters, um, I'm surprised at their longevity. Like even though you mentioned that like for a, a few decades there, they weren't drawing any new cartoons for them. Uh, mm-hmm. for the Looney Tunes stuff. It's still like they came back in Space Jam and were a huge hit all over again. Like, I felt as they were as big in my childhood as they were when they were first released in like the 20s and 30s and 40s and as much as they are today. Like, I don't feel like it's really gone away. Like you were saying, these new versions of these characters are kind of retro and stuff, but they're like, they're still coming out with new stuff, new content for these. So both of them, it's kind of hard to uh, take that away. They both still have a, a good impact on our world. But um in my, in my personal preference, having grown up a big Disney fan um, and having liked Mickey a lot as, as a kid, that's really what plays into it mostly for me. I, I like this as our first, our inaugural pop culture combat, but I don't really think about either of these characters that much anymore. Uh, I've definitely moved on. Like you even said, like your watch that you moved on to like a Power Rangers watch. Mm-hmm. And do the Power Rangers, you know, are, are they as... Uh, pop culturally relevant as you know mickey mouse like no but maybe you like them more like there are other things outside of these characters that we like more so uh it's been interesting to to talk through these because i don't think about them as much and so i really have to rely mostly on my nostalgia and uh, my nostalgia lies with mickey mouse so uh my personal preference i would say uh would go for that as well wow okay all right that's a that's a shocker i know it um i'm not trying to match you i swear uh, going into this, I did not have my decision made for who I would think would win this thing overall, but I was leaning more towards Mickey Mouse. I have, Mickey has a, a softer place in my heart. I don't really feel much about anything with Bugs. He's funny. I liked his cartoons when I was a kid. I've always liked Warner Brothers, but Mickey, there's like something there for me, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. These, these characters are kind of like uh, starting points for mm. 
things that you will eventually you'll you'll leave them yeah. and uh, move on to to other things but uh, there's some uh, they're kind of ever present and yeah. uh, they they do live in uh, the uh, the nostalgia portion of your uh-huh. of your brain even if it's just from a watch you know yep something like that so okay so we've made all of our decisions so let's jump over to the the audience and uh, and see what they decided. Um, have you seen the results of the, the Twitter poll yet? I'm pretty sure I know it. I saw it was leaning the other day, and it was pretty okay. heavy. <laughs> <One away>. um, <laughs> yes. So when we first put the poll up, I was surprised to see one character take the lead so quickly. Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, there's no no point in uh, even trying to uh, to get the other other character <laughs> points. And I, and I wasn't sure what what you were you were leaning toward or, uh, other either. Good lord. It's a long podcast. Yeah. Um, So uh, I didn't even vote until last night just because I was was waiting. Okay. I I didn't even uh, vote. I didn't know if you were. Oh, you did? Oh. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh Uh-oh. Might skew Uh the whole thing. (laughs) I didn't want to vote twice. I didn't want to vote illegally. So I'm cool with us voting. I I was going to check with you first. Oh, I voted on my personal Twitter. Is that what you were talking about? Yes. Okay. Like, I didn't. Okay. Like I held back, but it's cool that you did, and I, I didn't will even next think time. about it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. But I, yeah. Well, hey, that means that we had even more people vote. <laughs> yeah. Than I thought. <laughs> there you I go. I thought you uh, you were surely one. Oh but, no uh, no. Okay yeah. okay. Um, well, even still, um, the uh, the character that uh, took the lead, the quickest, uh, was Bugs Bunny, mm. and um, people seem to just gravitate toward Bugs the most. Um, yep. Kent Blue said that uh, he had grit. And uh, he put a little mm. gif of uh, Bugs Bunny with boxing gloves beating the shit out of uh, <laughs> some other boxer. And, um, and uh, yeah, I, I think that's where a lot of, a lot of the people were, uh, were thinking as well. And uh, that's why Bugs won the audience vote uh, by 54% to 43%. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, congratulations, Bugs. You, you won that one. However, that's a lot. Yeah. With a total of six points to three, the winner of the first round of Pop Culture Combat is Mickey Mouse. Oh, man. Oh, boom. <laughs> That's way better. <laughs> so uh, he did it. He persevered. Um, I truly thought that uh, Bugs Bunny was going to win, and uh, I was ready Out to... Out of us? Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I was, I was uh, ready to make him our overlord, um, but, but uh, that was not the case this time. You know, it's interesting. I, so I did see that. It's not because I voted uh, that I saw the results of the poll a few days ago, but it was uh, when I was asking people at work, and I was like, yeah, there's actually, like, we have a Twitter poll if you guys want to go vote for this one. So a few people did, which is cool. And then uh, I got to see the results after that since one of them uh, had voted, and they were like, oh, yeah, Bugs Bunny's, like, winning hardcore. And I'm pretty sure uh, it was my, my buddies Joe and Quentin, and I'm pretty sure they both bo- uh, voted for Bugs Bunny as well. Uh, but what I find intriguing is... Um, for this inaugural one, you know, we just kind of put the poll up there as a general, um, you know, like, what do you feel? And you get to vote either way. But we didn't put out our our rating scale or, like, you know, our categories for nostalgia and pop culture impact. So I did tell people at work about those, and that's how we came up with the fisticuffs. But uh, I'm curious now that we have this first one done, I, it's, it's almost like it's more people, like, their personal preference was, like, the only thing they got to vote on. But from here on out, people will know our categories, and they can weigh those options if they if they so choose. That uh, right. it might change their their vote, you know, um, if you break those down at each category instead of just going with uh, your first instinct or whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I mean, like I could see like on just a 
a general question of like Bugs Bunny versus Mickey Mouse, that's a, that's a lot easier choice to make uh, depending on your feelings about it and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I still feel even like just a general thing, I still think I would have picked Mickey. So Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I, I Like if I were to come across that Twitter poll and vote myself, uh-huh. like if I was untethered to it, yeah, uh, I still would have voted for Mickey. And yeah, then my, my breakdown was the reasons why. Yeah, okay. If that makes sense. So What were the um, results again? Can you sell the percentages? Uh, yeah, it was, uh, on a, a different screen. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> of course I would do that to you. <laughs> it was, uh, 57 to 43 in favor of bugs for the audience. I, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a pretty good split, but it, it did actually end up closer than I, I had seen it the other day when I saw it, it was like, like 60, 30 or something. It was like a, a lot more. I know that isn't equal hundred, but it was like 60 something and like 30 something, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, it was like way, way more in favor of Bugs Bunny. So we had some uh, Mickey Mouse people come in right at the end. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't until um, over the weekend that uh-huh. uh, that the Mouseketeers really came out in full force. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I do want to say uh, thank you to everyone who voted. Uh, yeah. We appreciate it. Gave us uh, plenty of content in this uh, two and a half hour <laughs> podcast. <laughs> um, now, we, do. we are going to do a round two. Uh, on the next episode, but we're going to do a skip week as well. So we won't have an episode next Tuesday, mm-hmm. but we'll be back after that to discuss Avengers Infinity War and, of course, round two of Pop Culture Combat. So um, we're going to go ahead and put up a, a Twitter poll for you to vote on. Uh, you've got seven days to do that, um, and then we'll just have those findings on that, that next episode. So it'll, yeah. it'll be like a, a two-week period, but you've got seven days to do that uh, that vote. Yeah. And uh, don't worry, we'll annoy you on social media trying to, do a, <laughs> of to get course. you to vote there. We've decided that we're not going to do just a Twitter poll. We're going to do Instagram voting there as well. So um, what we'll do is we'll make a post, and you can simply go on there and comment which, uh, which item you'd vote for. And... Uh, and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll take that as one point and then we'll have the Twitter poll as a separate point. Yeah. So um, if, if you want to vote twice, you can. Yeah. Um, and uh, that will give you guys uh, or the, the audience two points possible for uh, for the round. So um, boys, Should two points good. in in, uh, in uh, one contender's favor. That's uh, that can that do some sw- damage. That can know? sway some things. I like that, too. Yeah. I think that gives a, the audience a little more. Uh, a little more, but not too much, mm-hmm. um, to it uh, influence. But uh, yeah, it's sure. cool too, because like then now that you know our our categories. Maybe you have uh, differing opinions on them too. So if you want to cancel your own out, go for it. You can mm-hmm. do that. Uh, <laughs> if you want to vote twice for something to really pump it up, you can do that too. So. <laughs> and again, those uh, those bits of criteria that we are going off of is nostalgia, pop cultural impact, fisticuffs, and personal preference. So now that we've got all of that set up out of the way, Stephen, <laughs> do you want to announce the round two contenders? Yes. So we decided uh, to keep up with the, the, the big contenders here in, the, in our first showings of Pop Culture Combat. We are going to do Coca-Cola versus Pepsi. And if you're saying, hey, that's not pop culture, you're right. It's soda pop culture, bitch. <laughs> Were you hoping to do that this whole time? Were you like planning on that? Oh, yeah. That was great. For sure. <laughs> but no, it's in pop culture. Come on. Uh, Coke and Pepsi, they're yeah. everywhere. They're, they're everywhere, everywhere, you know? Yeah. Commercials and all of that stuff. Now, for for this round, we're going just 
just Coca-Cola and just Pepsi, right? We're not bringing in the, the diets or the, yeah, um, no, no. the, the Coca-Cola line. So not, not Sprite, not Mountain Dew, but no. Coca-Cola and then Pepsi. Yep. Just as the, yeah. okay. or, yep. Just the original things. Uh, original no, ones. okay. No new Coke, no Pepsi clear. They might get brought up in a conversation, but that's not what we're debating here. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. All Could right. Be interesting. All right. So, uh, as you're listening to this, that poll is open. So, hop on uh, Twistergram and uh, and vote. Again, <laughs> nice. you can vote twice: once on Twitter and then once on Instagram. Just leave a comment below the uh, the artwork that I'll have up there to yeah. allow you to vote, and then uh, we'll discuss that on the next episode. And um, yeah, so that's that's pretty much all we've got there. Yeah. So. Um, this is a long episode. Do you want me to read this stuff? Sure. <laughs> All right. So uh, let us know what you thought about today's topics uh, in our pop culture combat. And please do vote for our next round with Coca-Cola versus Pepsi. You can rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. Please do that. If you have a show, suge- show, suge- uh, a show suggestion, question, comment, dog picture, pop culture, combat, contender, or anything else you'd like to discuss, please contact us. You can email us at letstalkaboutstuffpodcast at gmail.com. You can reach us on Twitter and Instagram, especially for our polls, uh, at LTASpod. Mm-hmm. And and real quick, we'll have mm-hmm. that that poll listed as a pinned tweet on our page. Oh, perfect. So if you need to find it, just look up LTASpod, and it will be the, the very first tweet up at the yeah. top for you. Nice. And, uh, and Brent has, uh, handles our social media, and he's been great about reposting all those things as well. I'm hoping, I, I was hoping for even more on this one, honestly, uh, was just bringing in, like, you just did, like, a bunch of hashtags for, like, Mickey Mouse, Disney, like, all the stuff, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was hoping to bring even more people in, and maybe with Instagram, it'll, it'll do that, too, because it seems like yeah. you get a lot of random people on there kind of responding back to us, so. But yeah. just so people don't freak out, I did them evenly. So every, every mention of a Disney related or a Mickey Mouse related something, I did one for Bugs as well. You're not so. gonna sway it. It's it's all even. It's all even, guys. We're not gonna we're not pulling. Uh, we're not we're not hacking in there, changing votes. All right. We're uh, Brent's not gonna go in there and not promote something just because it's not going his way. Mm-hmm. You know, we got it. We're gonna keep this even. Everybody's gonna get their vote in. So <laughs> we can't even tell who voted and who didn't. <laughs> yeah. So. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> Um, and then you can follow uh, me on Letterboxd and Twitter at StephenFisher22, and you can follow Brent on Twitter and Instagram at Brent Hibbard. Yes, yes. Now, as we mentioned, we are skipping next week's podcast. We just have personal things that have uh, come up that uh, we're not able to do. But we will be back that following week, and it's going to be a doozy. Not only do we have the final verdict on Pop Culture Combat Round 2, we're going to be talking about a little independent movie called Avengers Infinity War. It's going to be awesome. I can't even. I know, I don't usually use that phrase, but Brent, it's finally here, man. Culmination. Wow. Yes. Wow. Now, now we've discussed, we're, we're still going to move forward with the MCU rewatch, but we're just not as on tight of a schedule. Um, yeah. So, you know, we're, I'm, I'm going to watch Spider-Man Homecoming mm-hmm. this, this week and then Thor Ragnarok the following week leading right into... Um, Infinity War, Black Panthers that doesn't come out on uh, like Blu-ray or digital until like late May, so I can't oh, request that before Infinity War. Yeah. But um, you know, we've, we've already talked about that. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I, f- I feel like we've uh, we've done the whole thing so far. So yeah. Just when we uh, we're getting tired of talking about uh, MCU movies, we've got one more <laughs> in the right. series to get through. 
Yeah, it'll be fun though. I think this uh, it'll be good to have a break as well because uh, this this podcast was long. I got to move. Uh, I got to pack my stuff, and uh, and then it'll give us a little more break too to watch these movies. Stephen's really so. looking forward to getting out of that playland. He's been there for a long time. <laughs> it takes a lot of effort to keep all of those children quiet. Uh, they have to put on their shoes silently. Yeah, it's hard to record. Yeah, God, it's hard. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. He's just hanging out in the ball pit. <laughs> trying to ball relax. pits are awesome, but disgusting. Right. <laughs> Throwing that out there. All right. Well, I think that's going to do it. So until next time. I'm Steven. I'm Brent. Let's talk later. In these times of hardship, just remember... Sorry, that was your thing, but... Uh, no, I, I'm glad you did. I was ready to be done. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm glad you did. That was a long episode. I don't have a sync word. Do you want to do uh, a, a really, like a... Rah! Uh, pop culture combat together? <laughs> <laughs> pop okay, culture cool. combat! <laughs> Is that enough to right. sync? So, so, so we'll just do a pop culture combat? Yeah. Are okay. you going to do it All fun, right. though, or you want to do it straight? Oh, fuck yeah. All right. You can't, yeah. I'm just you saying. You have to do it. You okay. have to do it fun. <laughs> it must be. It must be fun. <laughs> All, right. All right. So, uh, yeah, pop culture yep. combat on three. Let's do it. <clears throat> One, two, three. Pop culture combat! <laughs> That'll be fun to edit together. I know. <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be good for the outtakes. I'm loving it. <clears throat> Rough. Rough. Ruff, ruff, ruff. Bark. Ruff. Bark, bark. Oh my God. It's going to be late. great. It's going to be great. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when I said it can literally only get better from here? <clears throat> the wait will be worth it. Yeah. Or That's will right. it? No. <laughs> or will it? Probably not. <laughs> hi brandy okay oh shit sorry hi i was just trying to get her into it you know hey what's going on <laughs> i'm good how are you i'm good it's good to see you you too okay cool while. yeah i know it's cool <laughs> i like what you do with your hair oh thanks <laughs> yeah. i keep it short <laughs> <laughs> yeah um I guess that's all I was going to say. I feel like there was something else I was going to say. I don't remember. That worked though. You can cut that there. It's soda pop culture, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Um. That was a great laugh.